supposed to leave. Count ever. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Loot Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Resident Daryl, and tonight we got a full house with one on the way. He's dropping a two-ski. It is Josh Adams, my comic book co-host. How you doing, brother? What up, dude? It's almost like we just got to recording another episode. And I know. Is it that weird? It's wild. It just feels it, we've just been hanging out digitally so much lately. It almost feels like we do this all the time. And then we got Johnson, Jam, and Joe. How you doing, brother? I'm great. How are you guys tonight? It's been a it's been a very interesting weekend for me. How about you guys? It's been a week. I officiated Same. a wedding yesterday yeah, in the something. hot sun, so it's been a weird one. Dude, that's 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 my favorite knot. I hated doing wedding. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm a huge proponent of marriage, and I want people to get married and stay married forever, fight through all the bull crap, you know, all that good stuff. But, dude, the actual act of officiating weddings was never my specialty, or funerals, for that matter. Matter. I've done. I think I've done as many funerals as I've done weddings. And uh, I'm telling you, me in a, in a hot in a sweatsuit, friggin' out there in the sun, not my favorite. Uh, and then we got ZJ Zach. What's up, brother? What's going on, everybody? Dude, guys, I think we got a big delay with Zach tonight. It certainly seems that way. <laughs> it's going to be a fun edit. Delay. Is that yeah. better? <laughs> All right. I mean, uh, I don't know. You tell me. One, two, three, four, five, <laughs> eight, seven, eight, nine. I'm just going to make him count. He's just holding his breath. He's like, oh, I don't want him to know I hear him. So, all right. And uh, Tricky's going to be with us. He is driving a two ski. He who shall not be named. He who shall not be named. Definitely called so him that it, today, too. That's awesome. It's going to be a fun night. So, here's <laughs> what we're doing, guys. We're going to kind of move quickly through what we've been playing because I want to get to the community questions. Um, I've got a house full of rugrats and a wife off work. Um, I borrowed Josh for longer than I normally borrow him for recording. So I want to make sure everything's on the up and up on his side. And then we're getting tricky fresh off of an episode of Trivia Wars, which we're also getting Zach the same way and Zach worked all day. So we're going to try not to have a five hour show, but we'll see what happens. So let's start this show off with a toast. I want to toast our Patreon producers. All right, finishing up the month of May, we got MZ Nitro. My name is Effing Mayo and Redbeard Rick. Shout out to you guys. I want to give a shout out to all the other patrons, too, just for being awesome. Uh, I want to give a shout out to that Gotham Knights gameplay trailer. Did you guys see that? Ooh, so yes, I did. Yeah, I did. It looks good. It looks dope. It looks freaking dope. And I want to give a shout out to uh, Josh because, you know, obviously you got your Apollyon. Uh, is that right? Pollyon, um, pre-orders are live, doing well from what I hear, and the Sarita one shot is getting ready to go live. I saw some stuff on social media. Yeah, they. I think the pre-order link just went up today for Sarita. Awesome. awesome. I didn't want to say that and, and misspeak because I know I got my pre-order link early, but I don't know how early. So. Yeah, let's give a toast to those. Yep. Mm. Mmm, some strawberry watermelon bubbly. Agave watermelon hard seltzer. Strawberry watermelon stuff from Taco Bell. I don't know what the hell this is. Oh, it's butt water. <laughs> so, all right, I want, uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, you know get into what we've been playing, but just real quick, if you have not already, please like, share, subscribe, do all the things. 
Uh, check out the Patreon. If you listen to the show week in, week out, which we know hundreds of you do, uh, please check out our Patreon. There's all kinds of extra content up there outside of the normal paid tiers. We definitely would love for you to check that out. Uh, we would love for you to check out the YouTube. YouTube's kind of slowed down a little bit. We put our first ever actual video on YouTube. Now, we always do a static graphic with the audio from each week's episode, but Josh and I did an interview with a comic book creator from Cuba, which I just Cuba. thought was super special, super cool. And um, we did that actual you know, video interview, so we put that on the, uh, on, the, on the YouTube so you can see our pretty faces or lack thereof. So, with that being said, Josh, you're the guest. Why don't you start us off with what you've been playing? All right, so I was waiting because, like, I, I wanted to, the price to get down, like, below 20 bucks for the Resident Evil 3 remake. Yes. And it finally, this past week, it was finally, like, fourteen ninety nine or something like that. So I downloaded that bad boy. So I've been getting chased around by Nemi. Yes. And I've been enjoying it. It, uh... You know, it, it's just like Resident Evil 2, like the the remake of that one. It, it's gorgeous. Uh, visually looks good. Runs real smooth. Like, the gameplay's really good. Short, but oh, yeah. but sweet. It feels more like DLC than it's a standalone game, but I'm still I'm enjoying it, though. So, yeah, it's, yeah. it's been that's kind of been my main game this week just because I hadn't had a lot of time to play much of anything. Yeah, that, that's a nice six-hour campaign right there. That, that one yeah. felt really good when I played it and beat it. And uh, Nemesis is not near as much of a butt bag as uh, <laughs> Mr. X was. Oh my gosh, dude! Just Mr. constantly just, chasing you around. Yeah, that one. That was a. Uh, I, I was at such a push and a pull with that game. And my brother and I were talking about that this weekend because we were talking about just OG Resident Evil Two versus uh, you know Resident Evil Two remake. And man, I'm telling you, it is. It was it was something. So, uh, so all right. So everybody, Tricky is finally done dropping the dooski. How you doing, uh, Tricky? No hernia here. No, no, no hernia. <laughs> for, for the record, I just want to say he Daryl told me to hurry up, and I said you can't rush a poop. That's how you get a hernia. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're glad to have you, Tricky. Why don't you start us off then? Because you're also a guest. What you've been playing this week? Uh, the only thing I've been playing is Lego Star Wars, The Division, and that's it. It's good. Dude, so someone sent me a message that The Division has Resident Evil character skin. Yeah, in it. that was two years ago. You know what? I feel like I remember <laughs> seeing that. I guess they're ba- either back in the item shop or something, something resurfaced with that today because people were sending me messages. So I'm like, you know what? I, I've owned the division two since it came out. I've never played it. What what you need to do? That's, that's a fun. What game. you need to do is watch me play it on Twitch, because now that's until right. June first, uh, anybody that watches anybody playing the division two, uh, for every hour up to four hours that you watch, you get a cachet, and after four hours, you get an exotic cachet. And Daryl, I could literally run you zero to thirty in a couple hours and show you the end game content. If you're playing uh, right now, countdown is absolutely fantastic. Mode. It's like a mini raid, fifteen minutes in and out, and okay. the the stuff that you can get inside of countdown is remarkably good. Like you can level up things, and I could have you as an overpowered character in less than a day. Oh, I like it. I like it. Yeah, we'll have to set that up, man, because I am uh, 
I think I'm feeling it. I think I'm feeling it. We'll see. You know how I am, though. I Is like crossplay. Oh, uh, no, they they announced that because uh, Division Two first came out uh, was when crossplay was starting to uh, gain popularity, and they said to go back in and try to figure that out would have been too hard. And they recently talked about it on a, a Twitch cast uh, that they were doing that. The, the main problem of what they do is because your save file is saved on their cloud. So to be able to get your inventory to go from one console to the other is the major hindrance. That's the main reason why they don't have crossplay. Hey, well, you know what? I'll I tell you what, though. I want to give you a shout out for sticking with that game and being the Division Two champion, despite all the hate you get, because I, you know everybody's got their main. And uh, the fact that this game has been so good to its community, I don't, I don't hear people that play the division complain. Well, about the, I mean, the main complaint is I, I basically took a year off of playing the game because uh, they every thir- every Thursday, or it was every Thursday, every Tuesday, they would have uh, a live stream on their Twitch page announcing the updates, what's coming, blah blah blah. blah. And then they said uh, back in December of twenty, they turned around and said, "All right, we'll be back after the holidays," and then never came back. And it took extended what it what it turned out is uh at the same time that they were saying that after that broadcast was when they started working on their Star Wars game. So a lot of people from the right. division team moved over to play Star Wars, and then a lot of people were like, yo, what the hell is the next season? What's going on? Blah 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 blah. And they basically redid seasons one through four again. So it became five, six, seven, and eight. And now season nine's out now. And they spent a year with a skeleton crew of only like seven people uh, developing the content that's out right now. And everybody else is still working mm-hmm. on their Star Wars game. So what they've done is a fantastic uh, part of it. And they've also stepped up their game in uh, the proficiency levels. So now uh, you, as you use your weapon, you get more proficient at it. And as you, Gained proficiency levels and all the things like this. 344 things that you can upgrade in the game, which is obviously going to take some time. But every time you level up, you gain a proficiency level from 1 to 20. I th- I'm hearing 20 is the cap right now. I'm not anywhere close to that. I'm on level 2 right now. But as you level up each, uh, your, your overall proficiency goes up. You can then upgrade your gun or your your gear or whatever it is to move up and you get more and more powerful so now like before you had no shot in hell of soloing a hunter which they randomly pop up in the game now if you get to level 20 you can melt a hunter dude that's cool is that star wars game that they're working on is that bounty hunters i don't think it's bounty hunters i think it's going to be in the style of the division where it's going to be a looter shooter, but I don't know how they're going to do a looter shooter uh, if they're going to bring lightsabers into it. Oh, they were no, making it. They were supposedly shooter. making a bounty hunters. I thought, which was that, um, it was a battle royale game. I know there's like nine Star Wars games in development right now. Oh, Quant- Quantic Dream is making one. Gearbox is making one. Massive, massive. Who is Ubisoft? Is making one. Um, yeah, Fallen, Fallen Order, Order two. two, and then the the Amy Hennon just announced she's making a Star Wars game. Uh, so there's yeah, we'll see how that works out again. Yeah. 
I, I said the same thing to Yield on uh, Trophy Wars. I said, I would get you two hopes up because this is like the third Star Wars game she's worked on. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of Star Wars games. I'm really interested to see how the Quantic Dream one's going to come out. Because I don't know. Yeah. I, I said this on my show. I was like, I don't know how you're going to make uh, uh, Star Wars games in the style of like Heavy Rain or, you know, Detroit Become Human. Oh, I think it's easy to do. Honestly, it'd be like doing a Telltale, uh, Telltale Star Wars game. I think it'd be actually, right, be and, they're, and they're making a Telltale Star Wars game too, as well. Jeez. There's, like, yeah. I mean, listen, I'm one of the biggest Star Wars fans out there, but nine games all in development—that's a little much. I mean, and then it's crazy. you add in all the Disney Plus shows and all the novels that yep. are constantly coming out. It just reaches a point where they flood the market, and you don't. Can't hardly none of it stands out, so you don't really care about it. Right, and like I, like I, Fallen Order is a fantastic game, but I, oh, yeah. I could do without a sequel on that. Yeah, I agree. I gotta go back and finish that game. Hmm. I'd well, love I to see the planet. I was like, oh, Fallen Order. What yeah, was the same. one that they had in development that was gonna be? It was gonna be all about like the, like the under kind of the criminal underworld stuff. W- and then it got canceled a few years back. That was that. That was the Amy Hennon game that EA canceled because you know yeah, there's no yeah. uh, no nobody wants to play a single player game anymore. That's a I lot. Do. Well, that's EA for you. Hey, I read today that somebody's trying. EA's propping themselves up to get purchased. Uh, I I I know that they said that they. I had it in the agenda, and I just erased my agendas. Um. I know they're looking to be uh, looking for buyers, but I don't know if they actually want to sell or they just want to merge with somebody. Yeah, I saw that potential merger as well, too. So that's pretty interesting, man. Just think the EA could be gobbled up by somebody and actually not suck. No, you can't ever say EA is not going to suck. <laughs> Even when they don't suck, they still do. Microtransaction, microtransaction, microtransaction. Oh, that, was the, that was the joke, man. Somebody said, yeah, you're going to buy EA and then find out there's 10 more uh, little pieces yeah, you have to, to purchase. Uh, you have to yeah, yeah you'll <laughs> yield shared that. That's funny. So, all right, Zach, where are you at with what you've been playing this week? Uh, I have finished Sleeping Dogs yesterday, so I nice. am clear on the I am clear on the pledges, so I am open. Y'all, y'all can keep giving me good games to play. Um, I started Battle Block Theater tonight. I am already okay. on the. I'm already almost through the second world, so that's kind of neat. The game is awesome. Um, I'm currently playing through the Halo Three campaign as well, and I'm starting Resident Evil, the first one. I I have it downloaded. I didn't start it yet. I'm starting it tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, well, I, I'm gonna give you a spoiler. Uh, for our show, Zach was just on our show. Uh, but he actually recommended because I can't play first person shooters. The game to ease into is Halo. Because when you when you start with the first ones, like the first couple, there's no running, there's no dodge rolling, there's not there's none of that. So it's it's literally walking. But it's still Halo. Yeah, yeah, but it's not like uh, like competitive as FPS, especially if you play the campaigns, which I think you would enjoy. Yeah, um, the first two are slower, and there's a lot of potential uh, to spend a lot of time walking if you don't use the vehicles and things like that. But uh, yeah, they're good. I, I taught my wife to play first person shooters with Halo. So. Yeah. That's actually uh, how I'm got, teaching myself to learn shooters with mouse and keyboard. Yeah, I, I don't That's disagree with that because it's a uh, slower pace to an extent, you know. Um, I still think Reach was my favorite out of all those. I, I like Reach. That was a, a good lot. one. 
At least like the story a, a lot. One. That was a good one. Story was right. really good. Um, what else you got, Zach? Is that it? That is all I have been playing this week. Oh, I'm sorry. I actually got a war. Uh, I actually got played played a little bit more of that last night. I got some some trophies in that last night. There we go. There we go. Which one are you playing? The I'm finishing the first one. I never finished it when I started it back in January. I'm uh I'm I'm actually so I I was a little bit further uh back still than I thought I was. Um, I am I I I got through two missions last night, so now I'm on Hades right before Ares. It's a good game, dude. I have enjoyed every bit of what I have played of it so far. Um, the story is really good. I, I'm, I, I have no complaints. I'm thoroughly enjoying. It. Yeah, the second one even takes it up a notch too. So is the third one. Those are fun games, man. Like obviously they're a product of their time, but man, I I I thoroughly enjoyed them. I loved playing them on the Vita, even though the the back touch on the Vita kind of made it a little frustrating to play sometimes. Like I quite enjoyed that so well i actually right, got Joe. i got my oh, psp oh, i'm sorry i got my psp out um uh to take on this trip with me because i'm uh, there's a so it's it's a franchise like a little store franchise that's out here mainly um but they have batteries and stuff out here so i'm gonna, I'm gonna go there this weekend on their memorial day sale and pick up some uh pick up a battery oh, yeah. and, some, and some used games for for cheap cheap that's dope dude yeah post some pictures that stuff gets me excited <laughs> Doesn't give you an e boner. Yes, it gives me something. I don't you know. Can, a little tank. You can, you can definitely, you can definitely see it for sure. It's it, a little it, rumble it, in the jungle. That that it, his it, that's his video game stack. That's what gives him the little, his e boner. <laughs> hey, his, his stack of games he'll never play. Hey, that's the best kind. The best kind. It's better to have a stack of games you'll never play than a stack of games you played and you'll never return to. Question mark. Joe. What have I been playing? Um, a few things. Um, uh, I've been playing. Uh, what have I been playing? Well, I beat Jedi Fallen Order this week. Oh, there's a spike in the audio. Woo. Yep. I don't know what you yeah, did. There you go. Uh, I moved my microphone to my face because somehow my again my mic's not picking me up. My actual headset's picking me up, which is really annoying because I thought that I was talking through my microphone and I'm not. So yeah. So. So yeah, I beat Jedi Fallen Order. What a friggin' game that was. Let me tell you, like that's Star Wars storytelling at its finest. I really like the story. I really like the character. Like Cal's a really cool character. And I like his journey. And I think it's a really cool journey. I mean your typical, you know, Jedi journey. I don't want to spoil anything for anybody who hasn't played it yet. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. you're good. Yeah. Keep going. We're listening okay. to you speak. I mean, even oh, though okay. even though that doesn't sound like a pledge game to me, but no, it's not. It's not. It's not a pledge game. I'll get to that in a minute, asshole. <laughs> I'm gonna give you shit every week until you at least beat one of them. It's okay. It's I don't. I, I haven't even beat any of the ten games on my list this year either. So hey, 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 real quick, Joe. Sorry. Earlier we were in the in the lobby getting ready to start the show, and Joe's like, "Man, I'm 50 percent done with Bloodborne." I'm like, "That's so funny," because like as soon as he gets on a pledge, he jumps to another game, then jumps to another game, then jumps to another game, and then he's like, "Dude, I'm halfway through Bloodborne." Which I think is awesome. I'm all about it, but I just I, I, I'm like, you know, just kind of giggle. Like, get it, dude. Get I'm it. halfway through a bunch of games, honestly. Like, that's my problem. My ADHD acts up, and then I just start playing like random stuff instead of beating the things I have, and then I'll go back and do like a challenge run, which is uh, I played Fire Emblem 
uh, Three Houses, which I played a bunch of times. So yeah, I'm playing something I've already beat, which is kind of like a waste of my time, <laughs> as Kalai would say. Feels uh, good there. Oh, and well, I'm doing a challenge run. I'm trying to beat it with one single character, like no other units on the battlefield. There you go. So I have to de-equip all the weapons from my units, and then they're basically just sponges, and they just get hit until they die, and then I'm the only one that can attack anything and gain experience. So I've beaten like four or five chapters so far, and it's pretty, f- it's pretty easy so far because I ranked up my characters so high that she has so much speed that she can move pretty, pretty quick and dodge pretty much every attack. So she's not even getting hurt at this point. It's just magic users fuck me up real bad, so I have to watch out for them. So it's like positioning and kind of like playing a giant game of chess at this point. And then I played Blood- Bloodborne. That's probably the only other thing I played this week. And damn, Bloodborne is a fantastic game. Like for anybody who hasn't played Bloodborne, I highly recommend you go play Bloodborne. I feel like every time I finish something in Bloodborne or I get further in Bloodborne, I feel a sense of accomplishment. And I'm not even going to lie at this point. I'm playing Bloodborne with a guide because I have no idea where I'm supposed to go half the time. Yes. Can we just talk about for a second that I just uh I just got hit by my own AI partners in Halo and it killed me. Nice. <laughs> nice. Oh yes. Yeah. Love Friendly it. fire, Halo, bro. Halo Friendly fire. Th- Halo three jank. They they literally just ran a warthog into the into the room and just knocked me forward as I was shooting a grunt. That's fantastic. Halo. Yeah. Going uh going back to Bloodborne, Joe, like I dude, I was asking my son because I played I played the first half of Bloodborne with uh Frosty and Tanner, and then I played the second half with my son. And I'm like, what the freak is going on in this game? Because I, I just <laughs> don't get I don't know what's happening here. I the lore is the dense comics. and heavily buried. Yeah, but where is it buried? Because I never found it. I Isn't feel like you don't need it. Comic? Yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah, yeah there you it. go. You don't need it though. I feel like the game is the game. It's kind of like Elden Ring. Like whereas Elden Ring has a little bit more story to it, I feel again, you don't need stories to drive these type of games. Like the actual sense of accomplishment that you gain from killing each boss is what drives you to keep playing and just leveling up your character and getting your different skill sets and even replaying the game over and over again with different builds and I understand why like you know Tanner goes back and beats the game with like nothing on and like a fucking pot on his head or like <laughs> beats it with like beats it with like a pan, like a like a soup ladle like like I, I get it masochist? like I get it like it's it's just it's yeah he's a ma- yeah definitely one hundred percent I fuck him well, for making me play this seriously <laughs> I think a lot of it too from software have such a good like aesthetic design to their games that yes. every new section like nothing looks like another part of the game like every part of it feels unique and fascinating and they're constantly changing the environment man like it's just so pretty to look at and so intriguing to look at that oh 100 percent. like it's never a boring game like even the same it's even sections you've played like a thousand times like you'll go back to them later in the game and you're like man it still looks really cool i just like the macabre like and like dreariness and like darkness of this game but also how like beautiful the skylight is like when the fog and like the orange color of the sky it's like mm-hmm. this game is just so beautiful like yeah, it's so it dark sounds good the sound design is so oh my god playing with headphones on yeah. oh my god it's the greatest experience like i scared the shit out of myself so many times last night <laughs> i beat like the i just beat like the witch twins like they're optional yeah. boss but i stumbled mm-hmm. upon them and i whooped that ass like second time <laughs> like i was like oh man like these guys are gonna be hard and I, nope they were easy and then now i got to like amelia vickers and i'm like fuck this game 
<laughs> Dude, the the worst one was the cage head, the magic guy with the cage oh, on his head. I'm not even that far yet. I just got oh. to the fucking witch, or not witch, it's a fucking like giant werewolf. And it's crazy fast and it like kills you in like three hits. And I'm like, no, nah, fuck this. I'm level 47 and this thing's killing me. Yeah. So, like, so when you get to, I forget his name. I should know just many times he killed me. Father Gus, not Father Gus, going because no. you killed him fast. So I did killed I. him a second try. Yeah. And everybody talked about how hard that one was. And I was like, man, dude, that first dude, it took me eight hours to beat. Mm. <laughs> oh, that big but, beast. Yeah. But dude, so uh, when you get to the guy with the cage head, the, when he gets to his, his stage two, like, you just got to brute force him. Mm-hmm. Like everything ranged or, or, or like parry based or anything. He's got this magic one shot and it just, it, just, I could dude. And I, I was playing with new game plus sevens, new game plus three, stuff like that. And like that, we just kept getting wrecked. And then we all just decided, you know what? We're going to rush him. And then dude, freaking. Blew. So definitely that's so, that was what's so interesting. And, and as you know, beating bloodborne, it was like, yeah, I get it, you know, because like these games are friggin' hard. And then like, once you learn the patterns and learn the game, you learn the strategy per boss. It's like, oh, okay. I, I see the, I see the sauce. I see the special sauce. Is it for me? No, not, or not in general, but you know, I played probably a quarter to close to a half of Dark Souls three and I didn't think it was terrible either. Yeah. I like Dark Souls three a lot too. The only problem is like it, when you do have that moment of success in a Dark Souls, Soulsborne type game, it's followed by the crushing reality that you're not as good at real life. <laughs> 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 yep, that is. That is I think uh, only I can face real <laughs> adversity with this much aplomb and dignity. <laughs> and only if I could die this many times, come back to life, and then yeah. regather my blood soul, my blood echoes. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you get dumped and you just have to go recollect your echoes. You get oh. fired, you have to go get your echoes. Go get your job back. You're like, oh shit, I got fired on a Friday. Well, gotta go back on Monday and get it back. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh man, I'm still a virgin. <laughs> Daryl's like, I blew myself up, light my own fart on fire, lost all my blood echoes. <laughs> Achievement unlocked. Yep. Died from meow, died from Daryl's like I died from eating a chocolate banana. Oh gosh. You died from eating that. a chocolate banana. I never ate the banana. You thought about <laughs> it. Don't lie to yourself. I almost nah, died. Spicy nugget. That's right. You almost did. That's crazy. We talked about that a little bit too. Yep. All right, what else you got, Joe? No, that's that's pretty much it. You know what? Honestly, like though, like playing this game makes me want like a soul style Castlevania game. Oh, yeah. That would be dope. I've never like, played Castlevania. What? Like, ever? Not a, not a single one of them. Nope. What? what? Not even, Everyone. like, on, like, yeah. the NES or Super NES? Not even nope. that? What? Oh, you gotta play Castlevania, like, one. Go play that. Uh, Go buy the I, Castlevania collection. It's, like, I, $5 right now. I mean, I may or may not say that I have uh, a retro... Uh, software on my computer that I could probably play it on. Uh, there you go. There you go. Get it. That's legal, right? Yeah, uh, as long as I have the cartridge, have yeah. yeah. No. I mean, as long as I own the buddy game. has it. Yeah, as long as I own the game. No. <laughs> Actually, technically, it is legal as long as you own the game physically in your no, presence. It's, it's legal as long as we're alive. Yeah, yes, it, yes, yes, it, it is. is because you can the, dump your own ROMs. 
you you can yeah i say you can actually um go into the software itself and you can act so if i had a ps2 disc i could put it in a cd drive i could put it in my cd drive and play it through with that software hey look i give you guys all written permission emulate all you want so what else you got joe i didn't say emulate (laughs) (laughs) you're not helping uh, by the way, shout out to all our developer friends that listen to this show each and every week. Cool. And this has been the last episode of Looper's Walking. And the yeah. last, well, you pirate because you're a pirate, right, Tricky? Oh, shit. Oh. Have a good night, guys. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Hey, check it out. Like, we don't thought we were supposed to have devs on tonight, but for whatever reason, they're like, they're, you, you emulate our game, dude. We're out. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> So I think the last thing I did this weekend, Daryl, and you'll appreciate this, I rewatched the Batman again. Yeah, it still sucks. Yes, and it's—I don't know how, I, dude. I don't know. You guys want to talk about it real quick? Because yeah, I kind of no, I kinda, no, no, no. That's a separate episode. Oh yeah. man, <laughs> that's it for the deep dive. All right, all right. Spoiler. Well, no, no spoilers. Preview. Shush. No uh, uh, objection. Uh, objection. Oh man, <laughs> I just want to tell you. I just want to tell you. Objection. Objection. And talk with your lips. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> the Helen Keller sustained, sustained. <laughs> oh, you guys are. Uh, oh, I listened to the. I listened to the, to that actually. So Amber heard John, Johnny Depp case. I had a very long day, so that's what I. That's what <laughs> no, I listened to all day today, and I got this to the best. So funny. I got to the best part today because. Amber Heard's lawyer got up on the stand to start asking her questions, and Johnny Depp's lawyer was like, "Objection! Hearsay! Objection! Leading! Objection!" And the judge is just like, "Sustained! Sustained!" And I'm just like, "Yes." Did you see the? Did you see the uh, the animated version they did of that, where it's actually done to Phoenix Wright? No. Oh God! It's, oh God! It's absolutely hilarious. Dude, absolutely in the group. That's awesome. Yep. I gotta right. find it. All right. So what I've been playing is I've been finishing up my platinum run of a little SpongeBob hero pants on the precious PSV. Spam game that you're supposed to be playing. Yeah, okay. It's not a spam game. Spam game. We've t- we just had this conversation, and I'm not going uh, to have wish, it with you again, you Tricky. Wish, uh, I was playing Dude, spam. you are playing um, spam. You're just getting away with it. Tricky, tr- Tricky, we just, hey, we, we you just know had what? this conversation. Fine, Don't make me have this conversation again. Spam is a spam does. So yeah, so I'm finishing that up. That's been a game I've been kind of chipping away at on the can and chipping away at uh, late night in the bed. Just been, I don't know, that just been something I've been I've been enjoying. Uh, Tricky and I have not been getting very many platinums this year, and it has nothing to do with the fact we're not playing spam. It has everything to do with the fact that we've been very busy. Just gonna throw that I'd like to disagree. Busy not playing spam. <laughs> um, I uh, popped out the old Xbox 360. And I uh, finished the campaign for Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. So good. Still looks amazing on the 360. Like, good lord, that game looked good. Um, So I finished that. Got me a little plus two on the old backlog beatdown. Uh, I also played a little bit of Dead to Rights. And a little backwards compatibility for that. Ooh, that Retribution? Game. No, no, no. The, the original on OG Xbox. Oh, man. Man, that was a good game. It was such a good game. game. Kind of controls a little bit like booty right now. Like, it's jank man. as hell now. It is now, but it was so cool. Just uh, I, I thoroughly, thoroughly love and respect that that series, that franchise. And I, I would I would play a Dead Rights game every year. Like, give me give me some slow motion bullet time. 
Give me some wolf dog biting balls. Like, let's go. Wolf Just dog so. biting balls. That should be your new uh, PlayStation name. And, hey, I would. I'll do it too. Uh, I'll play spam on that account. <laughs> 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 but uh, been playing a little bit of that. I've been playing. Uh, I actually finished uh, Stubbs the Zombie. Another, Ooh, another, another plus another. two. Yep, another plus two. That was an OG Xbox game that got ported over, and I played the remaster on PS4. Um, unfortunately, I don't think I'm going to go for the platinum because of how many times the game crashed on me. And I don't Wait. know if it's crashing because I'm playing on PS5 and it's a PS4 game, but there's like beat the game under two hours, beat the game on hardest difficulty. And like, I could totally do that stuff, but there were times where like the game, m- multiple times the game crashed on me. And I'm like, Ugh. I don't know that I want to try a two hour speed run and then it crashed and we have to start over. So that would suck. That's a major donkey donkey balls. So I'm not going to, I don't think I'm going to do it yet. We'll see. Uh, but I did quite enjoy the game. I might get like more trophies out of it and then just let it rest. So tricky. Are you trying to define spam games as like children's no. games too? That's the old spam. That was right. the old spam. Listen, you, anybody who doesn't know me should know this by now. I'm legit just, you know, having a good time. But, as I just said on our show, I'm playing under a different set of rules than Daryl is because of my side bets. Right, right. So, so he, yeah, he's got much stricter rules, um, and like there's layers to his rules too. So, like for me, as long as I play games that are over an hour long, that was supposed to be okay. Now, I did ask for a little clarification on spam to our our hidden uh, council. Well, those pe- those be- numbers are known. Just because. The yeah, members are they, they, they know what's Garrett's okay. Rick. Right. So like and, and and those guys are like uh you know, they're they're not spam fans. So um you know, pretty much there are certain developers that no matter how how long their games are, they're off limits. Um and there are certain games that no matter what, they're off limits. They're spam. Uh but yeah, Trick and I, we've been behaving. We've been doing good. You guys don't have to worry about us. Um and then, uh, I guess outside of that, the main stuff I would like to, I guess, bring attention to, um, would be, I've been playing Resident Evil 2, the freaking OG, uh, with my son. So we beat, uh, earlier this year, we beat the uh, Resident Evil 1 HD remake, which I think is the, uh, superior version of RE1. And I think the OG Resident Evil 2 is the superior version. So we started that and we're about halfway through it. So in between my mortgage loan duties, I have been kind of sliding in a little bit of game time, especially early mornings with my son, and it's been quite enjoyable. So I, I played a few other things here and there, just kind of dabbling, because like it was kind of hard to figure out like what I could squeeze in this amount of time. And like I'm almost done with Sleeping Dogs, but like I don't want to play Sleeping Dogs while I'm doing other things because the story has gotten really good and things have really escalated where I'm at. So, um, like Josh for, uh, not Josh, uh, Zach, um, I've already done the wedding and I, oh. yeah, that wedding was awesome. Oh. Yeah. It gets worse. Yeah. Well then I've already captured dog guys and, um, you know, done all that stuff with him. So this game is uh, so good. The game is it's, good. It's and what's really worse. cool. What's really cool is the, uh, the, the man, just the, the time playing in the vehicles is even at 2014 games still controls so well. Like 
I don't like I when I play Grand Theft Auto, I tend to not enjoy being in a vehicle. I just Dude, there's like, janky as shit. Any 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 mission that made you drive in that game, I just wanted yeah. to punch myself in the face. Yep. It's like, why am I doing this? Yeah, that's kind of. I don't disagree with that. So uh, it, I've definitely enjoyed um, my time with uh, with Sleeping Dogs because the driving's not bad, you know. And I'm driving like the base. My main vehicle is like the base motorcycle. So yep. I just freaking. Yeah, yeah, I that's what I did even... a lot too. It's it's just easy. It's way way easier to bob through traffic with the with, with Dude, the original yeah. vehicle. So, so Daryl, what's what's little man's reaction been to Resident Evil Two? Like to the to the original? Like how's he liking it so far? So far, so good. Like, uh, what's funny is I haven't passed the controller near as much with this game because because mm-hmm. you I don't heard... die because you memorize the entire freaking Dude, game. It's, it's <laughs> bad. It's real bad. Um. But like so far, he's really digging it, and like he's commented on just how good the pre-rendered backgrounds look. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's like huge because it's like, dude, this you know a guy like him, a kid like him, who plays a different era of video games that are so photorealistic mm-hmm. and so high res. It's like this might not be good to him, but he's really digging it. And like every time we come across a file, we read the files out loud, and you know, there's a little bit of gore in it, but it's kind of pixelated and silly looking now. So, um, but like, I don't know, man, it's been cool and he's been really into it. And like, there's been times where I'm like, okay, if we go through this door, these zombies are going to show up. If we do this, we go this route, we're going to kind of burn through our ammo. What do you want to do? And I'm letting him kind of choose, you know, how he wants, how he wants us to play. And, you know, we're playing scenario one with Leon. So, Uh you know, we're going to be faced with like a decision on whether or not we leave the, you know, the book, I mean, excuse me, the book, the bag. And the machine gun for Claire right. for scenario B. So I'm just curious to see what he's going to want to do. Just just make sure that he's holding the controller when the liquor jumps through the two-way glass. Uh, we already did that. We did that this morning. But what's <laughs> funny is I've got this like really loud surround sound set up. And so like we're sitting there playing. And I was like, dude, like. I had him focus on something. I said, look at the reflection of that mirror. He's like, yeah, that's really cool. And I ran <laughs> forward. And while he was saying that, it was so loud because the bass, the audio mix in this game, I have to turn the bass really low on my uh, on my setup. Um, I say surround sound. It's not even really surround sound. It's just a really nice speaker setup. But I have to turn the bass down really low because it's naturally very bassy. And dude, when it hit, he screamed and I, <laughs> I started laughing. It was so good. But I've been like, I've been explaining lots of things to him. Like, you know, when you first go into the hall where you see the liquor, there's that camera angle through the paint window pane. Mm-hmm. You only get that one time yep. in the whole game. Um, every time you go back through there, you don't, you get, you don't get that view. When the liquor crawls across the window in the previous room, you never see that again. So. Um, we're going to play through the games in the order they released and by the versions that I think are the best. So we'll do the original two, original three, uh, Code Veronica. We'll do Zero. And we'll play like the PS4 version of Zero. Because even though I have the, the GameCube Wii version and everything, like we'll play like the better versions that are, that are better to play. And, um, and it's, it's the Wii cool, version man. of four. I do have it, and we have played some of it. Now, that's not... So we played that one just kind of like on a side, just to show that like what it's capable of. Mm-hmm. 
And I do, although I do think that one is the best version uh, of four. We're probably gonna play the Xbox version because I've never officially beat it. Okay. And uh, I'll get the achievements for that, and I'll get the points for um, Backlog Beatdown. So. Did you uh, did you pick up the Switch version of PS of the Resident Evil Four? Yes, that actually has the Wii version in it. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Actually, that's a really good idea to play that version because then we get the high res and we can use the Joy Cons. Yep. Dang, Joe, look at you coming in clutch with them good ideas. That's a good idea. I don't know. We might have to. Well, we're not there yet, so you know what? When that time comes, that might be the route we go. Because I do agree that is the preferred way to play that game because aiming is just so cool. Then you never know. I might just buy a Quest 2 and do the VR version. So screw it. You got to play Outbreak with them. Oh, yeah. We're doing that. That's oh. happening. I think I might try to system link. Um, I don't know that you can. Uh, say it out loud. I was thinking, man, that'd be really cool to play like with somebody. But I don't know that you can system link. I'm pretty sure that you can play it like... Maybe not so legally with a computer. So there are versions out there that um, are less than legal, but have had some advancements made. Ooh, I'm, I'm a part of some groups where people play. As a matter of fact, someone did made a tablet version of Dead Aim, and Dead Ooh, Aim really? is one of my favorites, dude. That's a good with touch. Imagine if they remade that for the Switch. Yeah, yeah. I really want them to remake the Umbrella Chronicles games for the Switch. I want all the games mm-hmm. all over. I just want them to keep releasing them. Every platform, just put them out. I'll buy them. Well, we're getting next month, we get what, four, zero, and five? Something like that. I think it, is it next month, right? Well, it was June 13th, we get the PS Plus premium thing. Is that when we're getting them, though? I know we're getting them soon because they said that they're coming in the summer. And right. they said early summer. So, and they said they're dropping them all at once. So, and they said they're free as long the as you PS5 have versions. Yep. Yeah, as long as you have the PS4 version, you get the PS5 but for free. So, rumor is that the PS1 versions will be playable once premium drop. Hopefully, there's trophies. I don't know. They gave them a siphon filter, so that's dude. Free. Oh my god, that was that yeah, was. That was big news this week. Holy shit. That was huge. <laughs> all right. So that's all I've been playing. That's kind of the, I guess, the most important parts of it. So we are sitting about a, at about 45 minutes in the show. Josh, how are you looking on time? I'm good. All right. Good, good, good. All right. Well, then, Zach, you want to hit us up with our leaderboards? Leaderboards! <laughs> I sir can. The True Trophies leaderboard is the Affectatious Donk in first place with 567 trophies. Apparently, Scrooge Mc, or one of the McDucks is doing the uh, mm-hmm. the True Trophy reading here. And in second place is Resident Daryl with 36 trophies. That's that's a terrible second place. Come on, guys. In <laughs> <laughs> third place is Mr. TMNT84 with 19 trophies. Man. Dang. Dang, that's embarrassing. Fourth place is Stink Palm with 16, and fifth place is Gaz Davis with 13. I know Gaz is training. He's he's trying to get his summer and summer build up. Uh, and as move, you know what? Gaz might be on his way to the States right now, as a matter of fact. So um, he's, he's true. hitting them theme parks. I'm actually uh, in 11 days, I think it is. I'm heading down to old Flow Rider, and uh, I'm going to meet up with your boy. 
first. Well, the king has been dethroned yet again this week. This week, <laughs> it is the Alpha Seagal leaderboard. The Alpha Seagal with 5,230 achievement points. There we go. The Steven Seagal. The one and only. <laughs> the the styling on your bro in second place with 1,480 achievement points. He ain't styling on nobody this week. Negative. Well, he's styling, he's styling on the rest of them. Uh, in third place, uh, surprisingly making his way back up leaderboards, GDI Master Ace with uh, 1,065 achievement points. Yeah. And he and it's funny because him and um, CJ are both, or, or sorry, um, excuse me, him and uh, I'm styling on you, bro, are both playing the same game. Mm. They're both playing mm. the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. It is. But in fourth place, we got Sadik with 500 achievement points. Hey, and I want to give a shout out to Sadik real quick. He uh, gave us some really kind feedback on uh, on YouTube, so we greatly appreciate that. So. I'll, I'll, I'll take a slurp for that. Oh, God. I was hoping I missed that. <laughs> no, nope, just, just, just for you, because I had to listen to time to check my yeah fuck that shit (laughs) (laughs) all right but all right moving on okay here we go all right um and in fifth place we got red beard rick uh rounding us out at 245 achievement points hey tricky (laughs) (laughs) stop it you're getting me off topic you jerk um so so i swear to god tricky i'm going to murder you myself and yes, you can use this as evidence when I do. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's uh, that's our leaderboards. Daryl, do you have our backlog beatdown? I got it. I got it. But before we get into the backlog beatdown, I want to give a special shout out and another slurp <laughs> to guys. That's right. <laughs> Murdered out six one five X. I forgot to mention this in the beginning during the toast section, but. Murdered Out left us a review on iTunes, gave us the old five star, and said that they love the show, especially when CJ is on. Hmm. Is CJ getting that love. So, is that one of CJ's the, burner accounts? The hey, thunder, you know what? The thunder from down under. That's right. If it is a burner account, we gladly welcome it. As a matter of fact, for those of you who are listening to the show, if you have never reviewed on iTunes, please do. And if you have reviewed on iTunes, please create burner accounts and say nice things, even if they're about CJ. All right, in the backlog beatdown, I'm styling on you, bro. Is styling all over you guys with 88 points. Next is CJ with 67. Um, Redbeard Rick with 59. Diego with 56. He's coming up for Redbeard Rick. He's coming after. Next up, you got Resident Daryl with 43. Uh, you got JT with 39. You got Gaz with 35. You got Zach Ledford with 20. Uh, 19, excuse me, I almost gave you an extra point. No, 21, uh, where's my update? Uh, I have no, no uh, Ablo El Updato Espanol. El, El, El B 3 at <laughs> 2 o'clock in, in, in the AMs. Or no, hey, it was, it was hey, only 1 o'clock I, in the AMs. I was about to say, I was working. So you might be at 21, you're 19 tonight. Yeah. Alright, James the Nerd at 17, Jared at 16, tied with Joseph Priestley at 16, Alex at 14, no, the builder at 13, soon to be 15. He's coming up. Uh, beating old Tricky Mick at 12. Homer, Yield, and Corey tied at nine. Spider Packs at six. Spider Packs is moving up. You got MZ at five. You got T Bird at four. Uh, John Michael Smart at four. We got Jim at three. Now, I, I, meant, I forgot to mention this earlier, too. We want to give a special shout out and throw some prayers 
out there, the gym, Kalia posted on Facebook uh, that Jim uh, has a brain tumor and it's going to have surgery next week. Uh, so we definitely want to throw all our love and prayers out there to Jim. Jim is a good dude. For those of you guys who don't know who Jim is, and you just hear us read his name out on the back of the beatdown, uh, Jim creates the spreadsheet for this group and for this activity every year. And every year it gets more and more involved. And Jim is a freaking wizard. He's a super smart guy. And he, what he does is he, he sets this thing up so we can pull all kinds of data. So usually halfway through the year, we do like a backlog beatdown update. And we kind of talk about you know, who's beating what on where. And then at the end of the year, Kalai comes on with a ton of stats. We always do kind of like a big debrief the backlog beat down and he sets that up to makes that possible. So I definitely want to throw some love out there to Jim. Next we got James McCall with three, Kalai with two, Levi with two, and wow, it's Brandy with two. Bringing up the rear as she likes to do. Sure she likes to bring up your rear too. Ah, I wasn't going there. I will. You gotta make it all weird and stuff. All right. Here we go. The reason you guys are all here is because this week's community questions are very, very good. All right. Now, originally, our topic of the week, or excuse me, this week's official topic was going to be an interview with some game devs. Well, last minute in preparation of launching their game, they needed to reschedule, which I was like, that's fine. Uh, I thought about maybe talking a little more PS Plus, PS Premium, but then I saw the community questions. I'm like, you know what? We'll bring on the the boys and we'll make this happen. This will be a good time. So here we go. Community questions. MZ writes in and he says, what is the hardest game you've ever played? And what are the, what is the hardest game you've ever beaten? So we'll go around the board and we'll start with you, Josh. Hardest game you ever played. Hardest game you ever beat. Uh, hardest game I've ever beaten was probably Almost certainly Bloodborne. I don't know a lot. I know that some people say it's easy and you just gotta get good, but it <laughs> was that was a enormous journey to beat for me. Uh hardest game I ever played. It's one of those things that like at the at the time it was hard and like looking at it now it's not hard, but when you're a kid, games play differently. Yep. Man, the when Odd World came out. The original Odd World, I loved it, but there were sections in that game that were insanely hard for me. Like as as a kid, I just didn't have the hand eye coordination for the and the for the timing of that game. I loved that game, and and now like it's it's not nearly as challenging as it used to be. But man, I remember getting so frustrated at some parts of that game. Just throw the controller around. Uh, yep. But yeah, that was that was my first game that I was like, oh my god, how how does anybody actually play this? I get it, I get it. All right, Tricky, what about you? I'm sorry, I was distracted. What, repeat the question. Hardest game you ever played? Hardest game you ever beat? Hardest game I ever played? <sighs> Donkey Kong Country. Okay, hardest game you ever beat? Uh, my name is Mayo. Oh, it gets you. hardest game I ever beat. <laughs> I would say uh, this is a little bit of a cop out answer because I don't think I beat it to the uh, the extent I should have. Uh, Ninja Gaiden for the original NES, but I beat it. Oh yeah, oh, it's my. But I too. beat it with using the uh, the save states. So if I died, I didn't have to go back to the beginning. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't right. know if you want to call that a real like beat the game. 
Yeah, you I actually could. beat that game, so yeah. I, I commend you for beating out State of States, though, because the last area is bullshit. Still Absolute hard. fucking bullshit. Like, when you die and you have to go all the way back, I'm like, this is... I don't know. Beating Ninja Gaiden 2, though? Man, all of those games a... were tough. And then yep. beating Ninja Gaiden like, 2 on Master Ninja, like Ninja Gaiden 2 for like Xbox 360, that's probably my crowning achievement. Like, that's that took every ounce out of me. Like, I died like a gabillion times. That's a lot. Can I, Gabillion can, can is I, a lot. Can uh, I give a special mention to a game, though? Uh, yeah, go ahead, man. I, I'm not going to say this game was hard, but it was hard for me at the time. It was when I beat Mega Man 4 on the original NES without dying once. And watch the playthrough. That's that's an icon. That's any beating any game. Yeah, beating any game without dying uh, is pretty impressive. That Mega Man Four is my fa- by far my favorite Mega Man game of all time. But I challenged myself to beat that game without dying once, and I was able to do it. I mean, I can get to stage five of Ninja Gaiden without dying now. It took like five years of of like training myself to do it, but now I can do it. So that's without dying once. I could do it pretty consistently. I don't know if I could still do it, but like up till like last year, I could do it. And I, because I, I wanted to, like, you guys ever want to sit there and like train yourself to like speed run a game or get like super good at something? Yeah. Like I played Ninja Gaiden nonstop on 3DS and on Wii U, like constantly. And then I played it again when I got it for the Switch, and I would just play it nonstop and just like learn all the intricacies of all the bosses and like all the fights and then I watch YouTube videos and like get strategies down and like there's crazy ass strategies like do you know to play Ninja Gaiden the way you need to beat the final boss to actually beat him legitimately without like too much hassle there's like this technique where you hold the NES controller on your lap like you sit it on your lap and you take your index finger and your ring and your your pointer finger and your ring finger and basically you do this like tapping motion like rapidly because then you could you can hit the enemy like six times in a normal frame so when you're fighting the final boss tricky you know how like you have to like cut the tail off and then get in and get the rest of it done i don't remember that off the top of my head. so yeah there's two stages there there's one stage where it's like a floating thing and that one's not too bad you just have to have your uh your floating uh ninja power thing you're like uh, the Ninja Star one, and then the, sec- the scroll basically, and then the last one you have to have. Um, you just have to do that rapid attack because if you do it fast enough, you can kill the boss without even getting touched once. And I tried to get that like that like rapid motion down, and it's like really fucking hard to do. But I don't know yeah, if you guys know this. Looks really dirty to anybody walking in on you. <laughs> Apparently, because you're just like you have like a controller on your knee, and you're just going like. I sound like like Frosty playing a fucking fighting game. Like, I've seen speedruns of Ninja Guy, and I'm like, these guys are not you, dude. R- my favorite thing is when they race. That's my favorite thing. And then one guy fucks up and has to go all the way back, and he's like, "Fuck!" He's like, "There's no way I'm catching this guy." Because you make like one flaw when you're racing somebody that's that good at Ninja Guy, and there's no yeah. way you're catching them. It's like there's too much ground to make up. Uh, just just a tip for today. Do you know for the first boss, for the first few bosses, actually, all you have to do is duck and attack. They, they don't even hit you. And then I was watched. So a shout out to my, uh, my, my man, Ryu on Facebook. He, uh, he does this series called debunking. And basically he takes old, really hard NES games and he debunks the difficulties. 
And this is like a series I found, and like I recommend everyone go watch this. Um, I'll put a link to his channel in the Facebook page after I'm done recording. But like he did debunking Ninja Turtles. That was his first episode. And man, he made that game look like a bit like it's bit like his bitch. And he beat Contra without dying once. How the hell did he do that? Yeah. Because it's really not that hard. I watched him do a tricky and I was like, man, this game is so X's and O's, it's not even funny. Like all the bosses have such a distinct pattern, Tricky, that if you have the spread shot, you can kill anything without without even moving on the screen. Or if you stand on a certain square, like the enemy can't hit you. So all you do is spam the spread shot and it kills everything. And yes, Steven, it's called the spread shot, not the shotgun, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Which human are we talking about? Mr. Oh, Fontana. I, I don't listen to his show anymore. He's a traitor. <laughs> he called it the shotgun. And me and Andy will not let him live it down. It's the spread shot. It spreads. It doesn't. Sh- it's not. It's not a triple shotgun. It's a spread gun. That's right. Jesus. Does anybody else want to talk about what their biggest accomplishment was? I say it should be Zach's turn now. Um, hardest game I've ever played: Dark Souls Two: Scholar of the Last Sin. Is that really that hard? It it's is. Uh, that one. That that one. I've I, is is the one that I have like had the most trouble with getting through um hardest game i've ever beat so uh, as a kid i didn't have like one of the save packs for the nintendo 64 um and tonic's trouble was one of the hardest platformers that i have ever played especially with an n64 controller like not being able to save where you're at either so it was literally like i'd sit down and i would try to beat it in a night and if I could, and then I could, and I was kind of successful. Well, then you played the game. <laughs> then you played the game. The game played you. Yeah, it, it did for it did for a very long time. That's a, that, that's all I got. It was a good platformer. You, if you guys want to check it out, you can. It's on a it's on a Nintendo sixty four. You should probably so be able you know, to find it really cheap. So Zach, you know it's all about the game and how you play. It's all about control. <laughs> how you make it. What the. Sorry, he's referencing the, the the better wrestling company WWE. Oh lord! Whoa, 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 whoa! Let's not start this. Oh, conversation. Zach started on my show. I'm just finishing. I I did. I I, sh- I sure did. I won't, I won't lie. <laughs> yeah, but that's like that's like a three. Uh, that's like a a three on one handicap match on your show because ain't nobody watched no, WWE see, on your show no, except see, for you. It's a one on one because in order for their votes to count, they actually have to watch wrestling, which they don't. No, that's not true. Alex, Alex watches AEW watch weekly. AEW. Don't even try. Uh, yes, no, he does. Hey, hey, Zach, are you done with oh, what you? Oh wait, I'm, I'm, I'm so done. We got we to keep moving. Hey, right, focus. No, no, no right, it's so okay. Wait. It's okay because I'll, I'll I'll provide proof and I will text Tricky a picture of Alex commenting to me on Wednesday nights while we watch AEW. There you go. That's not what we're here yeah. for. Yeah, they can do it. They we're here for a community happen. question. Calm yourself. <laughs> All right, so check it out. I would say the hardest game I ever beat would most likely be Spec Ops The Line on FUBAR difficulty for the Platinum. That was very difficult and very trying. I don't know if it was the jank or if it was just the obscene amount of times that I died. Um, Typically, when I play a game that's overly hard and overly frustrating, I don't go back to it. I'm like, this is, I don't have the time for this. But I wanted that Spec Ops Platinum so bad that I was like, yeah, I'm doing this. Um, that one mattered to me. So, uh, But it was kind of a war of attrition. 
He was just like, you just gonna, I'm just gonna die and I have to learn to just die and, and keep, keep going. So, um, and then I would say the hardest game I ever played, those old Ninja Gaiden games were hard. And I want to say those, but I'm going to say the hardest game I've ever played might be the most recent Fire Pro Wrestling game. Oh, that's, that just takes skill. Like it's those. So hard. <laughs> so hard well it's a different type of game daryl it's like you have to damage your opponent enough to then unlock the ability to use the other moves in the match that's kind of how it works so like if you don't damage your opponent enough you can't like do heavier damaging moves it's It's like like it all builds on it it all builds on itself (laughs) it's the dark souls of wrestling games because like it's so obscenely hard for no reason i don't understand what i'm doing i don't know why moves don't work (laughs) And I just told you like why. That, I know, well, I knew why, but like playing the game, it's like it shouldn't be this way. I should just be able to pick man up, put man down. But what ends up happening is I get so frustrated. I get beaten immediately. And I'm like, why is like why did I pay full price for this game that I can't technically play? And it's just and oh, I've gone you can, back to you it. can play it. You just have to learn how to play it. Dude, it's beyond me. I Again, think, it plays I'm, you. I'm incapable. Like I don't think I can do it. And what's wild is like I freaking go back to this game every so often. And I'm like, today's the day I'm going to learn how to play Fire Pro Wrestling. And then, because the, there's so much DLC and there's so many characters, and it's like, there's got to be something here, right? And it, I just lose instantly and then I'm done. So. Honestly, my biggest problem with that game is the fact that it's not on the Nintendo Switch. Because it would be like the perfect wrestling game for the Switch. That's your problem like, with every video game. There, that's true. <laughs> Listen, Switch needs more love. Yeah. It's like, this I'm game sorry. is fundamentally broken. But you know what the problem is? It's not on the Switch. <laughs> this game is the game of the year, uh, but it's not on the Switch. I, I, we, we should we should we should have done uh, Loot Bros first, so I wasn't so fired up after. Uh, yeah. Bite yeah, yeah, he's coming in here spicy hours. after Trophy Wars. <laughs> he's always so, spicy towards me. Uh, all right. Yeah, right. Uh, next up, Matt G writes in and says, "What is your favorite console from each generation?" Oh Jesus God! Josh. Oh God! <laughs> uh, man, you might have to swing back around to me. I got to think about that. All right, tricky. You know my answer already. Well, all the PlayStation's <laughs> got them. So I'm gonna say that's mine too. Oh jeez, really? Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Sure. I was gonna say, Zach, do you want to go first? You want me to go? Uh, I don't care. Too 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 long. Didn't read. Uh, PlayStation One, uh, Xbox <laughs> Three Sixty, Xbox One X. There you go. There you go. Oh, uh, then. Uh, well, I guess Atari because it's its own generation, right? There you go. <laughs> um, Nintendo, Super Nintendo, PS One, PS Two, Xbox Three Sixty. PS4, PS5. That's a good one. Good list. We said generation, so how do you lump the 360 and the PS2 together? Because they're, well, that was, see, that's the weird part, because I don't know how you really determine. PS3 like, and, P- and 360 Murphy. were a generation, not PS2. Yeah, it's, guess and no. I mean, okay, so the Game Boy then. Fuck it. It's every generation. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, stop the with your semantics. Boy. No one's picking the virtual boy. <laughs> All right. I, I, I think I loved, I remember loving the N64 
Okay. I remember liking Sega more than I did, like the Sega Genesis more than the Super NES. Okay. I definitely was PlayStation right on through for everything else. I had a 360, but like PS2, PS3, PS4. I mean, that's always been my my go to. Good man, Good man. I'm sorry you don't love. I'm sorry you don't love yourself. <laughs> oh, I love myself frequently. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> we went there. Okay. Uh, we went there. All right. I I'm gonna go. Um, I'm going to start with that NES, you know, because I played NES a good bit. My dad, um, I would say friggin', I was, a, I had the Sega, my brother had the Super Nintendo, and even though I liked the X-Men and Mortal Kombat and Sonic better than the traditional stuff from the SNES, like the Ninja Turtle games, Turtles in Time, that stuff was just, you know, well, looking back on it, I think that I might be an SNES over Sega. Uh, but then it's definitely PlayStation. You know, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2. Um, I uh, I was an Xbox 360 guy to start with, but ended up PS3 before the generation was over with. After multiple Red Ring of Deaths, and even though the 360 had some killer exclusives, once I got to MGS4 and Heavy Rain, I just, and then Uncharted and Last of Us, it was just, it was over. Like, I just, there was no looking back. PS4, hands down, without even thinking twice about it. And then so far, PS5, like, just, I, I, like, there's no, it's just, it's a kind of a generation by itself right now. There's no competition at all. Um, I would say handheld-wise, the Vita. I mean, come on. Vita beat the, the 3DS. It beat the brakes off the of 3DS. It beat the DS. Oh, it that's the funniest. Man, you got jokes. The Vita went back in time and beat the freaking Game Boy and the Game Boy. Oh, Man. yeah. Well, it's so, fucking Terminator now. Yeah, it's freaking. He wish it was. Daryl, get out. I'm playing the Vita right get now. Out. Get out. You can play all you want, but the 3DS yeah, and the DS library bad. dwarfs everything. You oh know my what? God. If you were to do a one-to-one, a plus Game Boy one Advance kills every, everything. A plus yeah. one for every good game and then a minus one for every shovelware piece of trash, you would be so far in the negative. That you'd no, be like, no absolutely not. Not for the Game Boy Advance. You know how many games are on the Game Boy Advance? I gotta type it on this. Oh. It, 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 it's a hot take, but Daryl was right. Ah, Daryl just made a good point. Yeah. If you take away all of the trash that was released on the 3DS, oh it does God. not do you, do you want to know? Do you want to know why, Tricky? Because you're, you're worse than Alex. Nobody lets me finish the statement. Again. You want you want to know why, Tricky? Because the Vita lost support so fucking quickly that there's barely any fucking games to you know fucking why it count. Lost support? No, no, no. Because nobody loves it other no. than you two. No, hey, you know, yeah, and, and everybody else on Vita Island. <laughs> That's right. Hey, but here's the thing: like, it sure it didn't get a ton of Sony first party support, right? But the stuff that's on there is gold, and it there's a ton on there. Especially all you little JRPG nerds out there, the Vita is basically heaven. Uh, it's more heaven on 3DS. No, the JRPG, the JRPGs on there are fucking insane. Nintendo, Nintendo, in any era, has never been able to compare with an Xbox or a PlayStation. Ever. I agree. They, they've never been able to compare. 
They're stuck okay. in their old okay. ways. Now, don't get me wrong. I love Zelda. I love Metroid. I love Mario. But it's okay. It's okay. It's okay that it's gonna be Jeez, funny. Man. It's gonna be funny when the Switch outsells the PS5 and the. Are you smoking crack? Are you smoking crack? I thought we were, I thought we were trying to keep this short, and this is what It's going to happen because of the weird generational No, you know, you know why it's going to happen? It's because it's going to release five versions of the Switch. Oh, this is the dock yeah, version. This counted. is the on-go version. Oh, let's release our pro version. Oh, here's our pro version for on-the-go. That's all. Well, how, how many fucking PS4s Two. are there? Yep. Three. Two. Two. The, the slim Three. and the regular. The, origi- the original, the slim, and the pro. There are three. All right. No, because be, no, because the original didn't come in a one terabyte variant. The slim came in a one terabyte variant. No, he's right. He's right. It did. Uh, so wait, is that five? Is that three. four then? There's three. There's there's the original P- PS4, the slim, and the PS4 Pro. Oh yeah, no, we got all those fucking and, and, like, bundle just, versions that came in different colors. And I just want to point SKUs. out that when you look at overall game console sales, out of the top five, mm-hmm. Sony owns mm-hmm. four of those spots. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There's no denying that Sony carries the number one spot. The four spots. That's right. They they carry the whole the and whole the number industry. one let's the just, number one best selling console of all time, the PS2, which. That's right. Which PS3 is better than the Switch. I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. This this conversation's over. Actually, this show's over because there's nothing better that can be said. Uh, You're out of your I, mind. I disagree with that. All right. Jared writes in and says, have Tricky Mick or Resident Daryl played the game of the year for 2022? My name is Mayo3. If so, how does that steaming pile compare to the one left at Johnny's side of the bed? Hashtag what if the turd was not from her? Can, can I just say oh, that I, I heard about that and they, apparently Johnny Depp accused two people of leaving a turd simultaneously in his <laughs> leaving bed. the dookies. Yeah. A pair of dookies. So what does she have like a turd accomplice? Like is this some kinky <laughs> shit she like? <laughs> yeah, it was a uh, it was apparently uh, a one, one, one of their one of their mu- one of their mutual friends and he was I, I don't know, he was really really drunk. Some fucking kinky shit, shit, man. How does does that conversation... Hey, you want to go back to the house, have a few drinks, poop in my husband's bed? (laughs) I don't know. It's called defecating. Oh, Oh my God. Sometimes, Joe, your laugh, I swear. Uh, (laughs) It's just like... It's so good. It's like you can tell when Joe got caught off guard. (laughs) uh, That's good stuff. Can I just say that Jared is uh, uh, obsessed with Amber's turd? Hey man, yeah, it's a thing. He's he's de- it's, she's changed his life for the better. I feel like right. that's the closest he's going to get to her. Well, here's the oh. thing, right? So so Jared has two you know beautiful twin baby boys, and right now he's doing double duty on the duty. So it's just fresh in his brain, you know. Like it's like a he's got to wipe his own butt, right? B he's got to wipe these two boys' butt. So and now all I can think about is how every time you turn around in the news, you got Amber Heard dropping dookies. Just that's all he knows. So. He's like, man, I want to write that butt. That <laughs> 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 needs to be the first thing on the show. <laughs> I don't want to hear what he said. I don't think I want to hear what he said. <laughs> oh my god, it's the intro. Man, I want to wipe that butt. <laughs> that's the name of the show. That's the title of the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, that's that's the perfect time. 
Man, I don't know why that. But... It's like Dr. Seuss. Have you heard about Amber Heard's turd? <laughs> oh, God, I'm buddy. Yeah, so, yeah, so, <laughs> Jared, you do you, bro. You do do you. Which herd took the turd? Have you heard about the turd? <laughs> she so, would not, right. could not in a box. <laughs> <laughs> she would not, could not in a bed. <laughs> well. No, that's no. She she would, she could in a bed. That is what Johnny said. Oh. All right, so check it out. To answer the question, Jared, no, we haven't played the game of the year yet. So the game of the year for 2022 is going to have to be played January 1, 2023. Bro, yeah, you guys have to have a simultaneous simultaneous Twitch streams where you race for the platinum. My name is Mayo Race. You you know, you're funny (laughs) you say that because me uh, me and Daryl had like a a five-minute conversation about at the stroke of midnight, we're both going live on Twitch to get the spam purge out of our systems. <laughs> Bro, I want to see who gets the most in the first hour. I'll donate donate $25 to the winner. And if anybody oh else wants God. to put up $25, That's going to be me, because Daryl's an old man, has to go to bed. Hey, we'll see. We'll Ooh. see. That's a challenge. <laughs> with, That's a with, challenge. Uh, uh, Joe, have you not realized that every single time Daryl has ever challenged me to a trophy war or a trophy challenge, he has lost if I wasn't at that wedding, we would have fucking annihilated. No, you would you. not have. My teammate turned on. Yes, me. Yes, we would have, because we'd have one other person, and I would. And My unlike Daryl and his son, I would actually beat Gabe's. <laughs> yeah, Kawhi and Jim turned on me. They they, 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 they did they sabotage. Did sabotage. <laughs> your no, your son, your son sabotaged you. No. Yeah. Turn his back. Kawhi and Jim donated money where he had to play six hours of some dance of the necromancer. Six hours of. Bro, that game. killed you. Like they killed all your drive for like the rest of the stream. You're like, oh, I'm dead. Yeah. At, at some point, Daryl turned off his Twitch. He was like, I can't even do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. I was so deflated, and I was fighting being tired too. And I was just like, this is awful. And then I got to a dance I couldn't do. Three hours and doing that same dance. Oh my gosh, dude! I was just like, this is this was it. That was the turning point. After that, I just. They, well, they, they did sabotage so, um, me as well, too. Yeah, but not near as hard. And the thing is this, is you should have never sabotaged your partner. What you should have done, and this is just me. I mean, granted, they did it for the lulls, so it was all good. And the kids are the ones that benefited. But if it was me, I'd have been like, well, let me, let me donate to sabotage your competition and then let me, if I donate anything at all, donate to find something quicker, faster, and easier. Mm-hmm. But it was fun. We had a good time. I I I quite enjoyed that whole experience. That was great, a great experience for me and my son. And um, Zach, you know, I don't, I don't, I would disagree. I don't think my son sabotaged me at all because he jumped in. Sure, he jumped in the Fallout Four, which is not beatable. But that dude put some mad points on the board and also had a good time. What well, I was not, worried about, not just that. Was, remember, he finished a ga- He finished a game like platted, platted it and kept playing it for like another forty five minutes. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's another forty five minutes of a plat uh, of a platinum, you know. I agree, I agree. But like, it'd be different if that was like Joe or somebody. It was like, That's fair. like, but like for my, the thing I was worried about is that my son was going to do this and it was going to burn him out of right. like any kind of trophy competition or anything. So the fact that he kept playing a game and was essentially trying to break the game, like, and it was fun to him. I was like, you know what? You keep doing it, dude. And as long as you're having a good time, we'll do this again next year. So we're definitely excited about it. We'll do something fun for Extra Life and uh, this year. Since we can't do spam, we might, like, pick a game or something to just experience, like, in real time. And, and, and Or hear me out, dude. We could, uh, 
we could do a speed run competition of a certain game. I mean, yeah, and, we could do we could do all kinds of, like or a, like, a like a legit game. like a legit game. Or we could do like a big mass multiplayer thing, you know, where yeah. you get the community involved and rotate oh, people in and out. Evil Dead for a whole twenty four hours. I bought it this morning. So back for, back for blood. So you can go so you can get through the campaign. The hard the yeah. hardest campaign the, 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 the campaign on the hardest difficulty first. Or just on a normal difficulty, because like even on easy that game's stupid, ridiculously hard. Oh, I'm well, aware. You, That's why I said could, the hardest difficulty. Yeah, because we're, we're trying get, to do a twenty four um, hour challenge here, buddy. You couldn't get the friggin' trophies uh, on release by yourself, so I didn't play that. I, I own two copies of that game and I haven't revisited it yet. I know they patched it, but I didn't play Did they patch it? Yeah, they supposedly did it. I don't know. I didn't check. All right, Jared oh, writes in on. again. Hold and on. He says, I want to say one more thing about the war. Joe, you responded saying that if you were there, just know that we didn't have Mark there as well. So you, would, you wouldn't have made a difference because Mark would have demolished your ass. I believe in Duke. I don't believe in Duke. I believe in Joseph Priestley. Even That's though right. even though his name is Two-Face and killed that man. All right, sorry, Jared. Go, go ahead with Jared. All right, Jared writes in and says, "Which of the live action Batman movies best resembles the turd left in Johnny's bed?" Jesus Christ, Batman versus Superman. Duh. Mm, Agreed. That must be one magnificent turd, man. Negative. <laughs> Most comic <laughs> well scripted turd. That's right. Stop it. There was more act. emotion that's in that turd than that's, every- a t- that's a turd that I don't want to wipe. The uh, the world building of that turd is just uh, that's a master. Uh, my answer is the Snyder cut. Get Ooh, the uh, get get turd. out get out <laughs> get out. I actually enjoyed that. Get out. The Snyder cut was so good. The four hours. The Snyder just cut like, was just four hour well, cut of a really bad movie. You know what? If we're if we're comparing it to her turd, I can imagine that four hours of just just. Slowly laboring down I, and just grooming. I'd rather let Amber Heard take, take a dump on my chest for four hours to watch that movie again. I mean, I'm, I'm sure a lot of guys would like that tricky, but we're not here for that right now. You say that like <laughs> like you would like that has anything to do with the Snyder Cut? That's just your no. fantasy. <laughs> like, ah, come on, just do I'd have to go movie. with the Adam West Batman movie because it was oh, quick yeah. and it's pretty funny, and it's got a bat toozy. Get it? Like <laughs> uh, never gets old. I, yeah, I would say it, uh, George Clooney. It was, that was a turd of a movie. Mm. It wasn't, it, but it wasn't his acting though. Oh, yeah, it was. It was it, his no, his acting. His acting was his acting was fine. The problem was was the way the movie was written, and it's and then they've admitted to that. It, his acting was like a PG version of Dust Till Dawn, which was. Trash. Can we also disagree that Keaton was the best Batman? Uh, nope. nah, get, no, he was good. Nope. He ain't the best. Who would you say was better, Batman, Batman than Keaton? Baby. Kevin Conroy. Okay, okay. Yep. Yeah. Oh, oh, time. We're talking about live action, not voices. Kevin Conroy definitely yeah. better. That's not what you okay, said. Okay. You just said okay. Batman. We, we were talking about live action. Affleck. Yes. He's the best Affleck's voice, the best. but live All action, right. who's the best Batman? Affleck. Uh, get that. Uh, not, no. 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 I, I'll agree with Michael Keaton on live action wise. Yeah. Right, look, if you look if you look at it, who's the most comic accurate? Affleck. Affleck. Who plays? Okay, that hold on, wait, wait, wait. No, no, no Batson. Batson threw it down. 
Uh, Benson's great. Man, you look great. He was he did, really he, good. he did a really good job. He, he, he was like he was like year one Batman, and he did. And really they finally figured out the cow issue in that movie. They finally figured oh, it out. It's terrible. They, they, no, it's they worse. made it practical so you can move your head at least oh and not look God. like you have a fucking bicycle yeah. helmet on. That thing looks so stupid. There's so much freaking jaw in there. It's literally the worst cow yet. I've said that since day one. The worst hashtag worst cow. I mean, a lot of people were bitching about because the cowl is not connected to the cape anymore, but I was like, my dude needs to be able to move his head. Like, we're not, it's not 1994. I mean, if you've seen how big that forehead is, like, he definitely needs some money. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he could land a bat plane on that head. That's right. <laughs> I love the movie, but good Lord, the forehead on that boy. Yeah, he's got it. Yeah, he's Man. definitely. Crow Magnin. You know, jo- Josh, you need, to, you need to join us for our deep dive on that movie. Oh, I'll plan to. Oh boy! All right, Jared also writes in which bat villain most likely left the turd on Johnny's bed? Hashtag What if the turd was not from herd? Scarecrow. <laughs> <laughs> Elaborate, Professor Pig. Oh, that's a good one. That's a that's he a was, deep cut. Scarecrow was tripping on his own his own scarecrow toxin and left a shit in in the bed. Nah, bro, it's from it's from Clayface. Oh, <laughs> he left a little residue. <laughs> Actually, it was for, it, it was from Bane. It was a it was a protein shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say it's from you Kite think Man. The darkness is your I, I ally. Kite Man flew in on his kite. <laughs> yeah. I was born in this shit. Catwoman. Cast We said we said, bill, we said bill, it said villain, not antihero. Picture yourself. Plot twist. It was Alfred. Uh, he was like, I'm so sick <laughs> of this. Passive aggressive. <laughs> Mr. Wayne, I left a duty in your bed. No, I think uh, if it, we had to pick any bat villain, it would be Kite Man. He comes flying in on the kite. kite. Man. He's like, nobody takes me serious. <laughs> nobody knows who the hell he, he is. He drops the old dookie and he, he flies out. And he's like, hell yeah. Have <laughs> you guys seen any of the Harley Quinn cartoon? <laughs> oh my so God. Funny. It's not so yet. Funny. I accidentally watched it. I told. Did I tell you the story there when I actually I accidentally yeah. tried to watch it with Elliot? Oh my god! <laughs> and I was like, nope. Like I got a minute in, heard the first curse word. I'm like, we're not watching this. Sorry. It's so yeah. funny. And Dude. she started crying. And she started crying. And I'm like, oh, we'll, we'll watch Suicide Squad again, honey. <laughs> Man, <laughs> Commissioner Gordon on that show is like, it's so <laughs> funny. Show's so good. He's drunk. He's in I'm, love I'm with a Batman. Hollywood fan. No. I couldn't watch that show. Dude, it's terrible. It's, uh, in my opinion, really, like uh, I watched the first season and it was funny. The second season was trash. I didn't watch the second season, but I, the first season was hilarious. Yeah. Felt like Venture Brothers. It definitely is something. It's wild, but Kite Man's hilarious in it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's Kite Man. Hell yeah! <laughs> I just love how much like Batman can't stand Gordon. He's yes. like, you used to be a damn good cop. I damn still am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's freaking drunk. So, all right. Uh, next up, we got Gaz with a serious question. Does which one of these franchises would like, excuse me, would you be excited about if they were to, to reboot them? Uh, and do you think any of these are likely? So the list reads as this medal of honor. Would you guys be excited yeah. about that? Yes. Yes. All right. Do you think it's likely we'll get a new Medal of Honor? Uh, no. Yes. Yes. Don't by EA, no. Yes. What? What? Uh, 
Well, after EA is purchased by Embracer, yeah, I was going to say what's yes. what's it purchased? Still, we'll get it. <laughs> Uh, they're gonna next. have to pay. They're gonna have to buy the DLC for it, but that's right. Next, Jack and Daxter. Uh, no, just make a new one. Yeah, I've never finished a Jack game. Yeah, uh, first those. two are really good. Never played those. All right, uh, Twisted Metal. Yes, now do it now. Are they are yeah. doing it? Yeah, they're doing it, and they're they're making like a TV series of it. Too. Dude, they just cast Nev Campbell in that. Yeah, so what? I'm sure we'll get another game. Yeah. Dude, it's got a banger cast, apparently. Yeah. I didn't look at the whole list, but like it's got Nev Campbell, and I'm like, oh man. Uh, there you go. I'll, I can get down with that. Um, all right, SSX. Yes, now. 100 percent now. Like, I want EA That's EA now. Big to come back so bad. Like, bring that and NBA Street back. Oh my god, please. Please now. And and Def Jam. Bring Def Jam back too. Oh, dude, yes. All right, what about Resistance Fall of Man? No. I I think they're bringing it back. I think we're going to get ported versions to the PS5, trophy support for Resistance 1, and I do think Insomniac ha- is going to pop us out a Resistance game to break up the uh, Marvel monotony. Now, I'm not saying that in a bad way. I think that what we're going to have is uh, Insomniac is going to bust out a... Or they're going to give it to... You know, one of the one of the lesser teams. But I, I do think we're going to see a remaster. I don't know if we'd see a new title with, with the fact that they're making Spider Man Two and Wolverine. It, you're talking at least five, six years before we even see something like that. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Bro. I I think we'll get remasters first. Um, but if the thing is, is, you know, we got that that Insomniac in North Carolina dude. I think they're they're the ones that make the Ratchet games. I think we should get. Yeah, but you know they're working on a sequel to Ratchet already, it, dude. It won a lot of Game of the Years last year. It did. It did. I just think that uh, it's time. They were. They've been teasing it so much, man, for the past year. They're constantly posting stuff online about resistance. If, if we get remasters, then I'd say we're gonna get the a new game. I mean, it'll probably come out before uh, Starfall Starfield comes out, though. <laughs> oh yeah, that's never coming out. <laughs> All right, Titanfall. Do we, we get? Another, didn't we just get word we're getting another Titanfall game? That's uh, part of that G Jet Force or that Nvidia leak. I mean, I don't know, man, because leaks are like weird. Apex did so well for them that I don't know if they'll ever go back to making Titanfall. They will. I mean, everybody wants it. It's yep. it's it's crazy how that game didn't sell at all because of when it came out. Because it came out like the same day as Call of Duty, but like mm-hmm. it it was one week was uh one week was um Titanfall, one week was Battlefield, one week was Call of Duty. Boom, boom, boom. So dumb. I'm so yeah. glad like we don't really have that anymore. Like it's a little bit more spread out now. Well, I mean, I guess that happens when everybody delays their fucking game, though. They stop promising things before they're made. I'll promise whatever I want. I would Do love Titanfall three. I thought Titanfall two cam- two's campaign was so freaking good. Yeah, yeah but here's a problem, Daryl. Watch what they're gonna do because of the success of Apex. They'll go back and make like Titanfall three. It'll be all multiplayer, like the first one. Yeah. No. No. All right. Hear me out. So they have they have built such a broad and wondrous wondrous story behind apex um all the seasons have like uh some of them have like a comic-esque like episode episode to it some of them are just talking but they've built such a backstory to all of the legends and it's still growing and developing i think they're going to um make another one because actually one of the legends her dad was like in a tight like 
legitimately like her dad was like a titan pilot so i think they're gonna the next the next one will probably follow him who is I, I was about to ask the same thing i mean somebody's gonna get beat me. oh my god mute <laughs> your on, mic Jay. before i smack you Dear Lord. Can't finish a pledge game. Can't can't mute his mic to eat. Jeez, amateur hour over here. Listen, All right, I'm so hungry, bro. hey, I already, up, I already ate a whole thing of voodoo fries on you. I don't want to. Do you guys it. remember the mercenaries games? Yes, mm-hmm. so we talked good. about that. Just port them. I don't even need a new one. Just give me the first two Dude, in the collection with trophies. Oh, because they 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 didn't. So mercenaries two, I played on Xbox three sixty. Amazing Third game. I, yeah. But they didn't. Did, was that on PS3? No, it never got ported. I don't think. Mm. Uh, yep, that, that's something we gotta have. Do I think we'll get it? Uh, only if Embracer buys it. <laughs> I mean, it's. Did, why? What did they go on to make after Mercenaries that they stopped making they actually, Mercenaries? They went out of business. Pandemic. Yeah, they got shut down. No, but like all the developers went on to make other things, didn't they? I'm sure we could track them down, but I thought that was the EA studio that EA shut down. Yeah, but I think they shut them down and put them on their other projects. And they probably put them on a foosball. EA Football Club? Get, get the name right, Daryl. <laughs> All right, next up, Splinter Cell. Mm-hmm. The UB just finally said yeah, they're going to do it. Splinter Cell. Yes, thank God. Finally, please bring back Sam Fisher for the love of all that is holy. Now who's fucking eating? It's old now. What? Yeah, you just I, you sound like you got food in your mouth, bro. That wasn't hey, food. <laughs> He's got something in his mouth. It's <laughs> ah, Hurt's uh, turn. Here's the banana. Okay. All right, here we go. <laughs> We're going to end the show with the last two questions. This right here would be considered this week's official topic. There you go. Twat, 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 twat. All right, Diego writes in. He says, I want to hear the Loot Bros perspective on the real questions, the hard-hitting real questions. How was the initial journey for you guys when you finally managed to move out on your own and start your life? Example being buying your own house. Were you scared, nervous, excited? Uh, we'll start with you, Josh. How was it when you became a real boy and became <laughs> an adult? Um, you know, I, I just being honest, I had lived with my parents for a while, you know, up until I got married because, you know, there just wasn't any reason not to, um, yep. I was working, you know, I'd been teaching for a few years, enjoyed it. You know, we got married and, and you know, you, you think it's going to be easy because you love each other so much, but man, those first few years were, were tough. Shit's like you have to, work. you don't. It's work. Like you don't realize how selfish you are. You don't realize, like, oh my god, that's the hardest thing. Yeah, like you just don't realize how many things that that person that you date does differently than you do, and how many things you do that like will drive them crazy. But like you know, life life is hard. I'd say that like I'm I'm thankful to be doing life with a partner. Um, and things are in a really good place, but I mean, it's, it's a lot of ups and downs and you just, you go into it with unrealistic expectations and then life comes and craps in your bed. <laughs> That's got a callback, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> All right. Tricky. What about you? Uh, it was rough. Um, but 
say, phrase the question again, just so I, I make sure I answer properly. And just how, how was it for you getting started like in life, whether it be buying your first place, getting married, um, you know, you've got kids, you've got a kid. So how, how just talk about some real um, life stuff. Well, I mean, starting off, I was a little rough. I went into the army, uh, got discharged and then I didn't know what the hell I was doing with my life for a while. I was working a lot of jobs, wound up being homeless for three months, living in my car. That was a real humbling experience. And then I got lucky with uh, the job I have now. I get, uh, I get paid pretty well for playing video games at work. Uh, but <laughs> it, it's, it, it was rough. Like the first couple of years, you don't know what the hell you're doing. And, you know, I'm sure everybody on the show, you know, could test it. Like when you're 16, 17, 18 years old, you think you got the world by the balls. And then you get out on your own, you realize how much you really didn't know. And how much you have to experience, and <laughs> it it changes your life around. So, uh yeah, it, it for me it was rough uh, until I was able to lucky enough to get the job that I have now. And now I don't worry about money. I don't worry about you know the worst thing I got to worry about is my baby mama, you know, don't want to fit. So there you go, there you go. All right, Zach, what about you? Uh, big big shell shock. So. I was always like good at school, I guess is a good way to put it. So I had enough, I had enough credits that I graduated early. Um, and I, I was like, I got about halfway through my junior year and I was like, you know what? School just isn't my thing. I joined the military. So I told my parents halfway through my, my junior year that I was like, I'm going to graduate early. I don't want to be here anymore. They're like, what? And I was like, yeah, I'm, you know, you'll be 16 when you graduate. And I was like, yeah. I want to go out and actually be an adult. They were kind of about it. And then it was rough when we were transitioning. Cause I was like, I graduated and I was like, yeah, I think I'm an adult. And I, and, and I tried to act like one parents didn't really care for my, my decisions. And then I finally left for the military. My perspective on the world changed. And uh, after getting married, that was, that was certainly difficult. Um, First year and a year and a half of my marriage was the hardest year and a half of my life in general. Period, because uh, I was married and I was in the military, so it was a lot of extra stress. Um, but I'm I'm happy where I'm at now. Quality of life has really improved. You know, moving out of the communist state of California. Get it? Um, yeah, and I, you know, just enjoying it and living it and learning learning as we go. There you go. All right, Joe. I mean, I'm similar to Josh, where I lived at home until pretty much I got married, except for like the last, I would say, year before we got married. I just couldn't handle living with my mother anymore, so I just moved in with my uh, my wife's family, who I've been dating at that point. We've been dating for almost nine years. So I've been I've been one my uh, in the fall in September. I'll be with my wife for twenty years and ten years married. Awesome. So like we've been through everything in life together, pretty much, and. It's it's not easy sometimes, like especially when you've been somebody that many years. It's, it's really hard to like sometimes like even spark up a conversation some days because you're like, man, have we really talked about everything there is to talk about, or are we just sick of each other some days? And then you know, there's days when I I just can't get enough of, the, of her, and I feel like that's what you know a true partner is. It's somebody that no matter how bad things are, how good things are, you always want to be with that person and go through the shit with that person and come through the other side and like 
look at them and be like, man, we did this together. We accomplished all our dreams. I mean, to, to watch, you know, someone beside you for 20 years, like, think about that. I'm 37. So I've been with my wife since I was 17 years old. I was a wide eyed kid when I met her. And I, I've gone through three degrees. I've gone through many jobs. I have a career now. I have a child now. I would say the biggest change in my life was on May 13th. And uh, it was six years ago. And it was when my daughter was born. And it just changes you to the core as a person. You can no longer be the selfish prick that you were anymore because you have someone else's life in your hands. It's not all about you anymore. Like when it's just you and your wife, yeah, it's you and your wife, but like, does my wife depend on me to survive? Not really. Like financially, sometimes maybe, but like this little child that I held in my hand, like it changed my whole perspective on life. And it made me eat a lot of hard truths that I'm a very selfish motherfucker. And like, I like to do what I want to do when I want to do it. And I had to stop very quickly. And I still struggle with that till this day. I still struggle with time management as far as like family stuff. And I think that'll always be something that I struggle with. And that's a, that's a hard truth that I have to swallow sometimes is just put the controller down and go downstairs and spend time with your family because you only get one shot at this. Like that's one thing I'll tell you as a parent, you get one shot at this. If you only have one kid, if you have multiple kids like Daryl, God bless Daryl. I don't think I could ever do it. But like, I don't know how you do it, Daryl. I don't know how you divide yourself that many ways for that many kids. And I have to do it for just one kid. And I feel like sometimes it's hard to do just because of the kind of person I am sometimes. And I feel like I try to get better every day and I try to learn from my mistakes. And um, I feel like it's, it's definitely the realest thing that you can do is be a parent in life it's it teaches you so many life lessons it teaches you how to care for somebody more than you've ever cared for yourself because that person 100 needs you at every turn and i love my family more than anything on the planet and i wouldn't be the man i am today without my wife 100 like i was going nowhere and my wife when i'm when i started dating my wife like i was like a flunk at it like I was a terrible student, but I wasn't the greatest. My wife is like the greatest. She's immaculate at everything she does. And she really maybe sit and do homework with her every night, do different things. And I feel like it really changed who I was and my perspective on things. And then once I found my career in life, my calling, I feel like everything just really started to click. I would say the biggest thing and the biggest warning I would tell anybody to watch out for is don't spend money you don't have. Because when you get older and you have like a good job like I have now, I still find myself living not com I'm comfortable but I feel like I could be way better off with with what I do for a living and how much I make but I was stupid when I was a kid and I have massive amount of debt I still have to wipe out so it's just it's just being smarter when you're younger and not spending money you don't have like and I know like that's very very hard for all of us on this show because we 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 talk about video games every week and we try to be topical so you have to be up to date with everything there is to be and it's why i kind of appreciate our podcast a little bit more because we're not like a super like top heavy like oh you, you play the latest greatest every week it's kind of you know bring to the table what you have to play and we'll talk about it and i yep. and i and i commend daryl for having a show like that and all of us for being able to to do that because it, it's it's hard to keep up and it really is and it's funny when i when i get people online that are like oh man you just you just you're just a sony pony because you can't afford both 
I choose not to afford both because why would I split my funds towards two separate systems when I could just concentrate on one and build a gigantic library? I just don't I just don't see the point in buying two massively expensive consoles when I'm gonna have to do it again in five years anyway. Yep. Just don't want to do that. But I, I would say, you know, real life shit on this show is, is is very few and far between sometimes, but I feel like when we do it, it really comes from the heart. And I just want everybody to know, like, you know, it, it it's a tough world out there, but if you really put your mind to something and you really achieve your dreams and what you want to do in life, it makes life way more way more worth living. And every day when you wake up and you go to a job that you actually give a shit about, you just see you just see the difference in your attitude in your everyday and how you handle yourself. And I and I think that if you have a dream, go out and do it. Don't let don't let don't let no be the barrier to your success. Like I I you know I stumbled and and you know I fell down many a times trying to get to my career angle and when I achieved it, man, let me tell you the juice was worth the squeeze, man. Like that's the one thing I'll say in life. The juice is definitely worth the squeeze. If you want something, you got to work hard for it and you got to you got to put yourself out there because it just doesn't come easy. And I don't and I don't think and we live in a world where like, you know, there's a lot of celebrities and a lot of, you know, people who make it look like you can just like snap your fingers and become a millionaire. But they really put in a lot of hard work that you don't see behind the scenes. A lot of them do. So, you know, there there's just a lot there's just a lot out there that you guys need to educate yourself on and that's all I really right. have to say. I, I, I want to add something onto something that Joe just said because I think it needs to be said as well. Uh, I got to give a shout out to anybody out there that's a step parent or somebody that's in a relationship with somebody who you know there's a kid that's not your biological kid. You you have to give a special shout out to all those people because they're thrown into such a tough situation and the fact that the child, while they may love your, your, your significant other to what they are deep down. They always know like that's not their blood. And you know, kids get into the rebellious stage. Like my daughter just turned 13. She's going to be 14 this year. I know at some point she's going to turn to the goddess and tell her you're not my real mom and all that stuff. That kind of stuff weighs on a step parent. And when you see that firsthand and like, I, you know, I, I joked around before, but I said, I got the worst thing I got to deal with is baby mama drama. But, that's a real thing because every time I have, there's a situation with my daughter, I have to go into a conversation, takes time away from my, you know, from the goddess, you know, the goddess doesn't know whether or not she could step up and say something or she's overstepping boundaries and all that other stuff. It's a tough situation. And like, I, I commend people that stay together, but in my situation, I wasn't able to stay together with my, my daughter's mother. So special shout out to all the step parents out there that are raising kids that are not your own because that takes a special kind of love and commitment in life. So bro, shout out to you for co-parenting. Cause I think, I think that's another skill that like a lot of people take for granted. Like my parents co-parent from the time I was nine till the time, you know, my mom passed away a few years ago. Like they coexisted. They had to, because they had, they had to understand that, you know, even though they weren't together, they still had to have a united front when it came to raising a child. Yeah. The best like thing I can say to anybody that is co-parenting, because I, I appreciate that shout out, Joe, but I wouldn't say what me and my daughter's mother is co-parenting because we butt heads quite a lot. Uh, we're we're I, fundamentally we're two different people and we uh, don't always see eye to eye on the way we raise our child. Um, but the best advice I can give anybody that's in that kind of situation is very simply this. Understand that when it comes to a situation, it's not about you. 
It's not about the significant other. It's about your child. And what's the best option for the child there. And Joe, you kind of like touched on a little thing and maybe like tear up a little bit because you have to realize that sometimes you have to sacrifice for your child. And whether that's being going without a meal or, you know, stop playing video games or you don't get the latest, greatest console or whatever the case may be, you have to go out of your way to make sure your child has something, you know, it's 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 something that i a parent cannot describe to somebody else until you live it because the sacrifices i've made and i'm not looking for any kind of ego boost or anything like that the sacrifices a parent makes for their child is something that cannot be explained to a non-parent i mean your life's not your own anymore it just really isn't it's not your life anymore it's I, I say probably probably one of my one of my best examples is uh is it has to was when COVID happened and I you know when we moved I had like I was collecting pops and stuff like that I sold a majority of like a lot of my collection and stuff because I just didn't I didn't have a job it got super duper hard so so you know I was selling my stuff or like right before we left we promised uh promised my daughter for her. Um, for her third birthday that, that she could go, that, she, that we would take her to Disneyland before we left California and moved away. And, uh, I was short on some funds cause I had to, I had to pay my insurance company $1,500 because of a, because of a mess up where I was going to be without insurance for the rest of my life. You know, I was, and I just got done building my first PC ever. I was super proud of it. Super happy. I sold that PC without, without hesitation. Cause my daughter, we promised my daughter she would go into Disneyland. So, found a way she went to disneyland for her third birthday it's like right now like i promised my daughter i was going to take her to dc in august and uh i've had i just had to pay like four grand in vet pills and now i'm short on money i don't even know if i can take her to dc anymore but if it comes down to it i'll sell my ps5 to take her to dc because that's what i promised her there you go i would say too like i think one of the biggest lessons i had to learn and then you know my wife and i had to learn was that Because, you know, you go into it when you're young, you're so just like your outlook is so bright and you're so hopeful. You don't think, oh, I'm going to have depression or I'm going to have anxiety or I'm going to have health problems or, you know, I think like one of the things I had to learn was it's okay to, first off, it's okay to not be okay. And then secondly, it's okay to ask for help when you need it. 100%. Can I I say one more thing before? I, I mean, yeah. I, I just made a comment in the, the chat. I said, this stuff got really real. Um, <laughs> so I, I also want to point out, because uh, I, I watched TikTok, and one of the videos on TikTok that really got me was uh, a woman was asking, when a guy is feeling something or going through some shit, who do we go talk to? And a lot of the guys gave, we don't talk because we don't feel like anybody hears us or cares what we feel. <laughs> And a lot of the times, guys yeah. internalize that pain and struggle. Just know, anybody that's listening um, to this show, you have to find an outlet to get that frustration out. To be honest, Trophy Horse was my outlet to get that stuff out because it. I was going through some bad times with my daughter's mother. When I started Trophy Horse, I legitimately started it because that was my hour to two hours where I didn't have to worry about anything. I could sit down, talk to video games with guys, you know, like-minded. And for those two hours was my escape. Um, 
so I want to, I just want to say to anybody that's listening to this or, you know, male, female or whatnot, if you're going through some stuff, don't internalize it. You have to talk because you may not feel like people give a shit. And I'm sorry for cursing. You may not, you may not care. You may not think people give a shit, but there are people that give a shit. And if you're with somebody or you're around people that are not willing to take the time to listen to you and understand what you're going through. Find better absolutely. people. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. And I, yeah, because that yeah. stuff is soul cancer. And I, and I will tell you this, and 100%, um, if you are ever struggling, you need somebody to talk to, you need anybody to just listen to you bitch and moan for 45 minutes, call me. I've given listeners mm-hmm. of, of my podcast my personal cell phone number and told them to call me. And to this date, one person took up the that option and called me at 3 o'clock in the morning. And I stayed up on the phone with them for two hours just to listen to them vent. See, that's the difference but sometimes between that person being here and that person not being here right. anymore. Right. Yep. And and I mean, I, I posted, I mean, a lot of us know Dupes, you know, and Dupes was going through some shit. And he reached out to me and he told me what was going on. And like, I promised I wouldn't share it, but he just reached out to me tonight uh, before I recorded my show and said that he wants to do an episode of Tricky Thoughts. And I'm not trying to plug myself. He wants to do an episode of Tricky Thoughts so he could talk. And I said, absolutely. Because he was like, talking about it is what helps the most. Yeah, man. I mean, keeping that shit bottled up, even like when my mom passed away two years, it was the hardest thing. It was the hardest shock in my life. Losing a parent is crazy yeah, difficult. I, ju- I just lost like, my father in October. It's cra- it, it, It's just crazy. Like to to think that one of the people that brought you into this world is no longer here is it's just mind boggling. Yeah. It's it was something that was really tough on me, and it took me almost a year to get over. Like that, she just wasn't here anymore, and that, and like I almost I almost lost everything over it. I pushed family away, pushed friends away because I just couldn't deal with the fact that my mom wasn't here anymore because my mom was my person to talk to. She was my sounding board. She was the person I would always go to if I wanted to talk about anything and she would just listen unconditionally. And I was always her sounding board. She would always tell me everything. Like I remember like, let's get like, if you want to get real, like there's times when my mom couldn't make rent when we were younger and like I took all the money I had and gave it to her. And do you know what she did right before she passed away? She paid me back all the money that she owed me. I, I like I said, I just lost my father in October and one of the things my father used to yell at me about and I'm very bad at it is, you know, I don't I didn't call him. You know, he I did go like a month or two where I didn't talk to him. But I don't call anybody. I I I personally hate talking on cell phones unless it's absolutely necessary. And now I find myself every so often going to pick up the phone to call my father. And I'm like, oh, I can't. I mean, th- that's the one thing I'll always tell people. Like, never leave a conversation like ter- like with a loved one in a bad state. Because you don't know if you'll ever see that person. I always tell my daughter, like, my daughter has this huge thing now where she doesn't want to hug her grandma or grandfather anymore. Mm. And I tell her every time, I'm like, you go and hug them. And I told her in the car one day, I'm like, you better hug them. Because one day they're not going to be yeah. here. I, I, and you'll never get to hug and, them again. And, the, and, and like I, I don't know, no. and I don't I don't care that she's six and that my wife is like, well, she shouldn't hear stuff like that. I'm like, it's no, the they truth. They need to know that because you don't know what could happen. They need to know that because 
one of the hardest things I ever had to do was tell my daughter that grandpa wasn't here anymore. And I, 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 I'm tearing up now because I remember the conversation. I got the call at two o'clock in the morning saying my father passed and I had to call my daughter and tell her over the phone. I mean, she knew it was coming. We went to visit him before he passed, but that's one of the hardest things you'll ever have to do is tell your child that their grandparent isn't here anymore. So, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, you're good. You're good. Now, that's what uh, that's what Diego's asking for. So, I'm going to jump in and kind of lighten the mood a little bit. Um, my wife and I have known each other since the, I was in the third grade. Uh, we started dating when she was 15. I was 16. We have been m- together for like 21 years. Been married since 2007. So however many years that is. Um, 15. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, she's freaking great, dude. My wife's uh, super smart, uh, super successful. And you know, earlier, Joe, you were talking about how like you wouldn't be anything without your old lady. Like, dude, I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> Like my, my, like that's why I'm 30, 37 years old. And I just went and got my MLO because I'm like, well, I think I kind of want to do something that's like. Well, the, up the first step is admitting that you're not growing up yet. So, the, well, there you go. See, and like, but uh, but my wife's always pushed me to to do, you know, I, I, I'm not going to say I'm a super smart person, but like I was, you know, in all the gifted classes, and I was poised or set up to to graduate early, just like Zach. Um, the difference was when Zach was 16, decided he wanted to go ahead and get out. I was like, this is stupid. I don't want to do this. Again. And I just basically just floated until I was out of school. Uh, I'm a four time college dropout. Um, so I dropped out of, uh, automotive class. Cause at the time I was like, I kind of like working on cars a little bit, not so much the mechanic side of things, but I like doing body work. Um, I watched one too many Fast and Furious movies, so I started doing weird <laughs> stuff to my cars. Yeah. I mean and then um like I, six so, of them. So then I went to business because I've always wanted to own my own business, right? So I was like, I'll go to business class, I'll be good business school. I'll get an associate's degree or some sort of certification, something in business, and then I'll open up a business. Surely if you go to business school, they'll they'll tell you what business you need to open. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah that just goes to show so then i ended up dropping out i dropped out of business and i was like man this is crazy i toured in a band for a while and my wife and i when we first got married you know like the we we bought a mobile home uh and put it on some family land that we that we were paying rent for it was like hey here's what we'll do i'm eventually going to get signed and i'm going to be some big shot rock star right so like i We'll we'll get this place and live cheap to start, and then whenever life, you know, like takes off, when I'm on the road, we'll at least have some sort of residual income for this thing, so that if if I'm not working a full time job, I'm still contributing to the household, right? Well, here I am, you know, 15 years later, still not that, still not a rock star. <laughs> yeah, you are, Daryl. <laughs> I don't know about all that. So had, uh, had 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 many an opportunity to to be a rock star. Yeah, uh, well, well, they, don't I'll you got to play good music so to be a rock star? I think oh, that's hey. part of. I could be wrong. Hey, don't you got to make a good podcast to actually get views? No, Not no, you just have to be hooked up with the Philippines. 
I know. Th- thank you, Joe, for finishing the joke. I appreciate it. But um, but I say all that to say this is like I never really figured it out. Have I ever been nervous about anything, uh, Diego? I didn't really get nervous about any of that stuff until now. I've got three children. I've got an awesome, amazing wife, and now I feel like the decisions I make or don't make affect them in such a way that like when I was younger, it was just me and my wife and the stakes weren't as high. It was like, ah, you know, no big deal. Like we'll just, we'll figure it out. I'll just work harder physically until I find something. So we figure something out. Um, and so now it's like, yeah, like this is our third home we've bought. And you know, like we've done some, we done, we do pretty good financially. I'm not, I'm not, you know, we're, we could always do better, you know, but like we do all right overall. And like, uh, I'm able to play video games and buy comic books. I mean, so that's pretty, that, that's got to count for something. But, um, but yeah, man, like to, to kind of second what all these guys said, like, like most important thing in, in our, for us is the family. Like I, I got to make sure that no matter what I'm doing with the show or with the two jobs, because I'm in transition now, um, not the 2022 transition, like the normal, like I'm transitioning careers, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but like you know like i gotta make sure i'm spending time with them so like uh just kind of give like a rough example of what the weekend looked like for us right so friday rolls around and like all my kids are in some sort of sports or extracurricular thing so friday rolls around sports. i know right and uh, my son's got football practice my daughter uh well, excuse me that was thursday she had dance my son's got football so um my daughter didn't want to go to his football practice so my wife wa- went to your daughter didn't want to go to his football practice yeah, because like, typically I make everyone go to everything. Okay? The whole family rolls up. You okay. suffer, we all suffer. <laughs> well, it's, we all support is the way we look at it. We all support. She didn't want to go to football practice, so my wife was like, I'll go, you know, you do some mortgage stuff. I had some some leads I could call and things like that. Um, And then the little man took a nap on the couch, so I was like, cool deal. So I did a little bit of work while my daughter was playing on her iPad um the the little man was was napping and my wife was walking the track while my son was a football practice soon as they're home i'm off i'm like nope not no more it's family time so i hang out with them we do dinner one of the things that i can't stress enough um and this is a rule my wife and i made when we were dating was that when we have when, when it's dinner time it's family time so no no eating dinner in front of the television, no playing on our phones at the dinner table, no, you know, whatever. Like when, when we, we break bread together, we have a meal together. That's when we're sitting back and say, like, how was your day? You know, we decompress. How was school? You know, what's going on in your lives? So we, we, we eat food and we talk about whatever's going on. We make our plans at the dinner table. Like we meal prep at the dinner table for the next week. Like, you know, we talk about everything and we, we've always made sure that that time is family time. So the kids always have a point of reference of when is it, you know, n- uh, no distractions. It's just us. Right. Right. And there's a few times this week where we've eaten on the go or we've eaten like, like, like practice ran late or something happened and we were eating kind of everyone's eating their own meal, eating leftovers. And we didn't sit at the table. We just kind of ate while we prepared the other next person's food. And you know, it was like two days of that. And my wife was like, no, we got to get back on track. 
and it, that's just it's just important, you know, family time. Uh, on top of that, like well, we do, like we're we're Christians, so we we do prayers and bedtime routine together. So like we don't have TVs in the kids' rooms. Like we we kind of have all that stuff set up in the main game area and, and entertainment areas. And it's like at night we each kid goes to their room, grabs a book, they're gonna read, you know, kind of read themselves to sleep kind of thing. And then my wife and I take turns just one on one, just talking with the kids. Like so, um, I might go and pray and read with and hang out with Paxton first, and then Noah, then Zoe, or then Zoe, then Noah, or vice versa. Um, my wife will go and, and hang out with the other kid. And that gives them that one-on-one time to where it's like nine o'clock, it's bedtime. Sometimes it takes us till nine thirty, ten 10 o'clock, whatever. But like, then we have one-on-one time. So it's like, if there's anything you need to talk about, anything you didn't feel comfortable talking about at the table, anything you don't want your brother or sister here, or, you know, my wife's a nurse and my, sometimes, and she's their mom, you know, sometimes they don't want to say the, the my body's changing thing in front of dad, you know? So, you know, we just try to make sure that we're intentional with that time. Um, you know, my wife, fortunately, she works nights right now. So the nights that she works are the nights that I do all the content creation and major video game playing. So that like, that kind of helps out. But whenever she's home, I try not to do any of this stuff. Now tonight was a bit of an anomaly because she was called off of work. And then in the middle of y'all talking, she got called back into work. She came, gave me a kiss, and she left. Um, but typically, I don't, I don't have, you know, because I work and I'm separated from my wife, and she works and she's separated from me. Typically, I, t- I try not to take time away from her if I don't have to, because that's already sectioned out for us. Um, but just trying to be intentional, you know, just trying to, trying to figure things out, and you know, I don't do this enough. But something that I know is crucially important, but unfortunately, I just don't, I don't haven't figured it out correctly yet, is dating my wife, like making time for her, like outside of with the kids. So I would highly recommend and encourage any, any of you guys listening to date your wife. Um, it's, it's, it's now to be clear, are we hard. dating your wife or? Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I make that same joke. I, I would prefer you not date my wife. I don't know that um I, I don't know that she'd be cool with that. I'm definitely not, you know, but you're you're welcome to try. I mean, I think CJ's got the easiest inside track. He's Australian. There you go. <laughs> I'm Australian. I can make my own rule. But yeah, so yeah, date your wives, spend time with your kids, and then play video games in all the hours that they're not around. So Sometimes that's three o'clock in the morning. Sometimes, oh yeah, like, uh, learn not to sleep. Learn to become a vampire if you want to play video games when you have kids. That's literally right. the life lesson I've learned. Yep, yep. So no joke, man. Uh, the other night I got uh, I woke up at three thirty to take a leak, and I was like, "Well, I'm awake. Let's finish Call of Duty." So if you look at the Facebook timestamps, I'm timestamping my completion of Modern Warfare Three at like four thirty in the morning. Yeah, I so. saw that and I was like, why was he awake? And then I was like, oh, couldn't sleep. Got it. All right. Yep. Couldn't sleep. Had to pee. So I was like, you know what? Here we are. At least it was but, a weekend. Um, yeah. But you know what? My wife, she, she's been interviewing and been been going through this process for this new job, which means she's going to be working during the day and not at night. So I will be re- learning real quick what four o'clock in the morning looks like again. <laughs> so that's that's going to be my stay. 
That used to be my thing back in the day, man. I get up at four o'clock, play till six. I used to piss her off because she's like, I wake up and you're not in the bed. Well, if I turn the game on, you're going to be mad. So, I'm doing this yeah, for you. Yeah, because you used to wake up. I'm doing this for you. You used to wake up with your son before school and play yep. games. Yep. yep. So. All right. The final question of the night. Now that we've, we've really kind of slowed things down with the serious stuff. Diego writes in and he says, I need another Luke Bros fart story. So when you guys met your significant other, was there a moment where you flat out embarrassed yourself on your first few dates? Josh, did, did you embarrass yourself farting in front of your old lady? Hmm. 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 I'm not. You guys want, I can go first. I'm not okay. ever embarrassed by my gas. I'm too <laughs> proud of it. I mean, you shouldn't be. Rise up, bros. I'm like, right. <laughs> it's just farts. Come on. Come on. <laughs> All, right, All right. So I'll I'll take it a step further. I'm not. I've never had the um, been embarrassed by a fart, but I can definitely tell you I've crapped my pants on numerous occasions. <laughs> and oh, like, I got one of the. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like a few years ago, because I got I got IBS. I'm always. Oh man! I always. Do you, do you drive a sh- Do you drive a shit bucket in your car? <laughs> no, but that's a great idea. So, right. like, did you, you've never heard that story on here? How my friend drives around with a shit bucket? No. <laughs> oh, I will go first then, and I will tell you with the shit bucket. So the shit bucket, my my friend Nick, and I'll I'll shout him out in the show. I love him to dear to death. You can actually check him out on Twitch. I think he's Vulgar V on Twitch. If you want to check him out on Twitch, he's a Twitch gamer. Um. So he has IBS and he drives around with a shit bucket in his car. So anytime he has to take a shit, he just pulls over to the side of the road, takes the bucket out and just takes a shit. But the, the terrible part about the shit bucket is these shit buckets used to come from the hospital that we used to work at and they're pickle buckets. So like no matter how, and I don't know if you've ever cleaned a pickle bucket out, no matter how hard you clean out the pickle bucket, it still smells like pickles. So he just throws them in the back of his tr- even after what shit, it still smells like pickles. Dude, you cannot get the pickle smell. I, I, I think that's a it's good like, thing, isn't it's it? It's like I, I guess it's like pickle flavored shit. I mean, I'd, I'd rather smell pickles <laughs> than shit. I don't know if it's that strong, but like, so he would have all these buckets in his car, and we used to go to mad concerts together, and we'd go out, we we like all over. That he was my concert buddy for years. Like before I got married, we would just hop in the car on a Friday or Saturday night. And we just go up to North Jersey or PA or to NYC and we go catch a show, right? Like a metal show. And I remember this one time he shit in the bucket and all of a sudden we see flashing lights and I'm like, <laughs> oh. I'm like, fuck, here we go. This is actually going to happen. Like I've been dying for this to happen. Anytime he shit on the side <laughs> of the road, it's just for him to get pulled over for it because this is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Like, like, like. Like, who shits in a bucket? Like, I get it. Like, I get he has IBS, so he has to. But, like, I'm like, all right, this motherfucker's getting nailed for shit in a bucket. We're not going to this concert. This is the end of our night. So the officer pulls up, and he's like, are you taking a shit in a bucket? (laughs) And he's like, yeah. He's like, what do you plan on doing with that bucket after you shit in it? And he's like, well, I'm not putting it back in my car. (laughs) <laughs> so he's like are you just gonna leave it on the side of the road he's like sounds like a good place to me 
And I'm like dumbfounded that like this is how this is his response to a police officer, to a man of the law, the long arm of, of the law, the justice, um the vengeance as they as Oh god no. <laughs> so he shits in this bucket, we get pulled he gets pulled but like he the cop sees him and he's like he gives him this whole like story, tells him about the IBS, and the cop's like, Alright, dude, I need you to throw this as far as you can into the woods. And we're just not going to speak of this ever again. (laughs) And I was like, that was a cool cop. I was like, this fucking just happened. It's like, it's like one of those stories where like it happens and like nobody speaks of it again. So like never, it basically like never happened. (laughs) And your your buddies over here just Twitch streaming along like, oh man, somebody's talking about my cop story. (laughs) Shit was fucking hilarious. Uh, but like, there's so many times he would just take a shit when we're driving somewhere, and he would just leave the bucket on the side of the road. And I'm like, <laughs> man, I can't, I can't fathom what would happen if someone strolled upon that bucket. Like, like the shock and awe on that person's face. Like, what if that was an old lady who like pulled up and was like, man, wonder what's in this bucket. <laughs> I mean, at least have the decency to do it in Johnny Depp's bed. I know, right? Come on. I so far. Yeah, for me, yeah, ahead, we took a trip recently. Like, like, I think I think it was last year. Year, it, pandemic time is weird, so it could have been two years ago. But <laughs> like, we're packing yeah. for this trip, and my wife is like, "All right," she's like, "Did you did you pack extra underwear?" I was like, "No, I didn't pack extra underwear. I'm a grown man." She's like, you know how your stomach is. I was like, listen, like my stomach's been doing great lately. I hadn't had any problem in a long time. Like I got mad. Like I got curse yourself. Like I got ill about it. Like I made it. It like I had already stood up to her. So like I had to like. (laughs) You felt offended. Yeah, I'm like I'm. I can. I know how to pack underwear for myself. All right, so we get on the road, start heading off for our vacation. Man, maybe. Maybe twenty minutes on the road. I I had to <laughs> fart, and like as soon as I farted, I could feel like my pants oh, fill no. up with gravy. I was like, you "Gotta <laughs> be, gotta be kidding me, <laughs> gotta be kidding me!" And like I got real quiet. She looked at me. She's like, "You crapped yourself, didn't you?" I was like, "Maybe a little bit." <laughs> so like I pulled over at a gas station and went to see like how like if like how bad a situation a situation it was situation. and like <laughs> dude like I had this huge huge brown stain on the middle in the back of my jeans <laughs> so like before we could get to on vacation we literally had to pull in at the mall and I had to wrap like a I had like a coat wrapped around my waist to hide my pants <laughs> go in there in to the buy 80s, new uh... pants. Had to buy another pair of pants and change in the bathroom at the at the mall before we could get on the road. You leave them in the fucking. (laughs) You leave them for someone. Oh yeah, well yeah, I threw them away. I just threw them in the trash can. But I'm like, she's like, yeah. Next time I tell you to pack more underwear, what are you gonna do? Not (laughs) pack more underwear. (laughs) Clearly, I'm gonna do this same thing. She's like, I'll show you, woman. Oh my gosh. I will Amazing. crap myself right. out of spite. <laughs> what about you, Triggy? Uh, I, I, I don't get embarrassed a lot, uh, but I've ha- I have a couple uh, shitting on the road stories. 
you know, anybody that knows me, I knows I work for the Department of Sanitation. And basically what I was doing every night uh, outside of playing video games, of course, was uh, I would take a truck from Manhattan, take it into Jersey, dump it and then bring it back. And I had to do that twice a night. Well, every so often, because you're doing, you know, the trip, you'd run into traffic. Uh, there's a couple of times I've had to get out of the truck because there was no bathroom. Go to the back of the garbage truck and shit inside the hopper. <laughs> that's amazing that's so oh disgusting <laughs> the perks the tricky's like one perk of my job is is i have a portable well, toilet you guys are laughing but you guys are not understanding the implications of this is because what if you no, fell in no no, no. <laughs> every, every time the truck was empty but you have to understand i'm in traffic i'm in traffic and I, you guys seen the, obviously a garbage truck. Um, the hopper is the the back of the truck where they actually throw the garbage in, and then you have the blades that come down and sweep the garbage into the back of the truck. Well, yeah. if I'm by myself, I don't have anybody to operate the blade, so I'm having to take the shit while people are literally five feet away from me, sitting in their cars, looking directly at me. <laughs> <laughs> It's New York. There's nothing to see here. Um, there's been a couple times that I've uh, I, I, I've shit myself because I just refuse to shit in the hopper. Uh, <laughs> there was a couple times like I, it was a close call. Like I'm like, oh, I, I am five minutes away from the garage. I'll be able to make it. I get out of the truck, and the second I get out of the truck, like you, your body shifts and it's the balance, and your oh, body just goes All right, no more. Mississippi so, mudslide. Yeah, you, you're just done. Um, <laughs> but my one one of my best stories is uh, when I first started dating the goddess. We were, you know, we did our activities and then we went to bed. And I was at her place and didn't want to, you know, I, I don't know how to say this properly. I was a little embarrassed about farting, so I kind of gave her a Dutch oven. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> not on purpose. No. Oh, but shit. But she woke up coughing, <laughs> and she's like, what the hell is that smell? I'm like, I don't know. I don't smell it. <laughs> it wasn't me. She found out about three months later uh, that you know I gave her the Dutch oven because you know by that time, you're in a relationship, you fart in front of each other. And I farted, and she somehow remembered the smell, and she went, "Son of a bitch, you gave me a Dutch oven three months ago." And I went, <laughs> so, <laughs> "I can still taste it." Oh, that's amazing. So, I mean, I, I got other shitting stories, but I'll I'll move on. Just let somebody else go. All right, Zach. Oh boy, um, shitting my pants stories. Don't have any shitting my pant my pants stories. So. My best friend is somebody else's pants. <laughs> yes. Um, no. Um, so my best friend is, he's a little bit on the heavier set side. So he's, uh, and he, uh, gets, uh, he farts a lot. He gets real scared when he farts because, uh, sometimes he just, you, you never know. Well, he just thought he had a wet fart. Not a big deal. And he was, uh, driving. He, this was for his anniversary recently. 
and he and they're driving to go go to the mall and go to dinner and he's dressed all nice and some some nice pants and stuff and he uh farts and he's like oh that was just a wet fart not a big deal he gets up out of the van uh-huh. and this man has a wet streak from the top of his butt cheek to like the back of his knee oh <laughs> and i it, 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 he got it on his wife's brand new uh seat covers um oh. and he and and so so all you hear is us we get we get a call is like does zach have any extra pants <sighs> And we're like, oh, please tell me. And 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 she was like, uh, well, my wife was like, yeah, of course. Why? What happened? Uh, Eric shit his pants. Oh. Uh, and we were like, yeah. So, and and the worst part was, I just went shopping and just got a brand new pair of pants that day. And I was like, well, guess you his. Here you go. I was like, well, these aren't mine anymore. I don't want them back. Keep them. Enjoy your anniversary. Love you. Bye. That's awesome, man! Donate him to the cause. <sighs> I feel like right. I, feel I like did get I those gotta, pants back. I feel like I gotta got one more I have to share, and it's not a long one. Yeah, boy. Wait, hold but, on! I got a fart for you. There we oh go. <laughs> <laughs> so, <Take your> pants. <laughs> we uh, years ago, we took a, a group of kids from the church. We took them uh, bowling, and. I had my younger cousin, and I'm definitely not going to share his name, but like he had a, he had a, <laughs> there's he had no a, shame a, here. A speech. He had a little bit of a speech in, impediment, and like, he, so the way he talked always sounded a little bit funny. Can you kind of, yeah, kind of throw his word together? And he, he was a strange kid, and he was probably about nine or 10 at the time this happened. He went to the bathroom at a bowling alley. And he came back and he had his sweatpants pulled up all the way up to his little titties. I was like, pull your pants back down. You look ridiculous. He said, I can't. I said, what do you mean you can't pull your pants back? He said, I can't. I had an accident. Oh, shit. I said, well, <laughs> what happened? This kid went to the bathroom. Was all like was pulling his pants down. Was almost to the like in like not quite in the stall, but was already pulling his pants down. <laughs> Diarrhea all over the floor. He <laughs> and he's like he's like, and it was slippery. <laughs> he he slipped and fell in it and was wallowing <laughs> on his back like a turtle on a shell. <laughs> and he thought that by cut by pulling his pants up to his little titties that he could cover it up. This kid had crap all the way up his back, up his neck. It was in his hair. It was on his back of his ears. Like he had literally just wallowed in it like a pig in a mud hole. Oh my God. We had to drive all the way home, like a 30 minute drive, smelling like him, like covered in diarrhea. All right. I I, I got to share something. He would have rode on a roof. Uh, I I don't know whose parents here, but. Uh, does anybody remember the the times where your child shit so much that it came out the diaper and up their back? Oh yeah! Oh, oh my yeah! Yeah! God! Noah was notorious for farting or or crapping really up his bag and in his own armpit as a kid. Ew. I it, we <laughs> tell these skill. stories all the time. Like, how did you? And it was always, uh, dude. My son, it would be the same thing every time. We would get ready. We'd be out the door. We'd put him in the car seat. He'd look at you and then just. 
and just shoot diarrhea up his own back <laughs> into his armpits. And it's just like, now we got to start over. We were finally out the door. <laughs> <laughs> Having kids is like so tough sometimes. It's like, I, I like, and it was like clockwork, man. It's like, I would, he'd poop. I would clean him up. We'd be diaper changed and fresh clothes, looking good, smelling good, and get in the car and then, oh, well, there we go again. I remember the first time we, we got on a plane with Elliot and we took her to Disney World and she was two and we land the plane and all I hear is <laughs> and she vomited all over Ugh. herself Ugh. as we landed and I was like this great way to start I got, a, I got a sweet mama D story for you um, right. she she was playing outside um, and this is uh, and she fell down, and she got a little scrape on her butt. And, you know, as children do, they come into the house crying. You know, uh, she got a boo-boo-boo-boo-boo. So I tell her to go inside, and we'll clean her up. Well, my daughter's mother is in the bathtub, cleaning her up. And she's wiping her, you know, cleaning up her butt, and she farts. <laughs> so I start laughing. And my daughter's mother is like, uh, you know, she said, her real name and my daughter straight faced turned around and looked at her and goes my compliments to the chef <laughs> that's amazing I was hysterical <laughs> laughing and you know I got in trouble because you know I was laughing but she's fucking funny oh, absolutely. <laughs> that's so funny alright Joe you're up with your with the actual story for yourself Oh, I mean, I've already told all my really good ones, especially shitting my pants. I told that one already, so yeah, we won't do did. that. I do have one when I started dating my wife. I used to have really bad, um, like, uh, acid indigestion when I was in high school. And I used to vomit all the time. And it was usually after paying a lot of money to go eat somewhere with my wife. I would just literally, like, just vomit. So I took her out to ice cream. This must have been, like, our third or fourth date, right? I just packed down this whole like chocolate peanut butter Sunday thing. I walk outside and I just go <laughs> like all over the ground. And then I did it again on Valentine's Day. And my wife was like, what the fuck is your problem? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Like I just eat this food and I vomited it up. And it's like Stan from South Park. Every time he talked to Wendy. <laughs> 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 so I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, and yeah, and then eventually, like, it just stopped happening. And it was like really weird. But I just couldn't hold things down for like a few years there. And I was, it was really, really scary, honestly. Uh, it's honestly scary. I believe you. Crazy. Man, I'm fine with, I just can't get, I just can't get on like any kind of ride that spins or like, hey, yep. I'll get motion sick so quick. Same. I get motion sickness in a car if I sit in the passenger seat. Dude. <laughs> It's Dude, terrible. I get, I, and I, I fall asleep on every vehicle. R- remind me to go on a road trip with you. So I yeah, never have to st- drive. He start driving. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, dude. I'm always the designated driver because yeah. I get so sick. Like at work, I have to drive all the time because if I try to sit in the back, I'll fall asleep. Achievement. All right, terrible. check it out. I'm going to switch gears a little bit. This one, uh, I, I didn't. 
Uh, when I started dating my wife, I was super self-conscious about farting. And I got to be honest, I don't remember when we actually started letting the fart thing happen. In class um, and blamed it on that poor girl. Yeah, yeah. I've been dating <laughs> my wife for a little while, though. Like, I, Once it became okay, it became like a game, you know? But uh, I don't remember when it became okay. It, it, but what I do remember is one of the most legendary farts I ever did in my entire life. My wife and I went to a friend. Well, I say friend. They're they're we, somewhere between friends and family. It's uh some people I, I we grew up with, or I grew up with rather, and we're the godparents of their children. They're just uh they're good friends, they're good people. And so we were going over there and hanging out, and we were uh, pregnant with my oldest at the time, and my wife during that pregnancy everything made her want to throw up like and she's not like a like a soft stomach person like you know she's a freaking nurse a labor and delivery nurse at that so she's like a nasty nurse a nasty like, nurse yeah <laughs> like, they they yeah they're they're tough right so freaking my wife is i have this tendency if i get comfortable i'll fall asleep if i'm sitting up i'll fall asleep if I'm laying down, I'll fall asleep. And we would go hang out with these friends and we'd sit down and watch a movie and I'd fall asleep. And they started to get kind of like, like offended. Ups, yeah, very offended. And they would tell my wife, like, every time he comes over, he just goes to sleep, you know? <laughs> yep. And and I'm like, you got to keep me engaged or I'm just going to fall. If I get comfortable, I'm yep. out. I do that every night watching TV with my wife. And yeah. it's like stuff I want to watch yep. too. Yeah. That's why, That's why I play video games. That's why I play video games. That's why I play the Switch and watch TV with my wife. My wife's like, are you ignoring me? I'm like, no, I'm keeping myself from falling asleep. Yep. So yeah. um, so we go over there and I would fall asleep. So this one night, we le- we're le- we left. I slept through the entire movie. I don't even remember what movie we were going to watch. But it was like, as soon as I got there, I sat on the couch and passed out. And she was griping and complaining, and I had to fart so bad. Like, and they were just really bad in general. So she doesn't realize it, and I turn the heat on in the car, right? And I turn it on, and like it's getting warm in there, and she's just going and going and going, just griping, griping, griping. I'm like, oh my gosh, are you done yet? And I'm like, I can't help it. And then so finally, I let this steamer out, and it was it burnt coming out. <laughs> And it smells so bad. And she's just, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, pull over. Pull over. And she, we pull over, and I'm just laughing, and she is barfing her brains out. Like, she <laughs> leans the car door over. over, over oh, shit. She is just puking her guts out. And I'm just dying laughing because I'm like, that's what you get for. Oh, that's what you get. That's what you get. My kids always say, that's what you get for. But like, yeah, she's sitting there just griping and fussing at me, and I'm like, I just turned the heat on, and I friggin' was you turn the heat on, <laughs> and dude, biological. She got warfare. a whiff of it. She barfed her brains out. It was amazing. All right, so I do have one that I remember now that you brought that up. So this was right when my wife got her brand new first car. Like you know that first car, <laughs> and you have that like new yeah. car smell, right? <laughs> so she that. takes her sister up to. Like, I guess, like, she took her sister up to the school because she had, like, cheerleading practice. And it was at, like, the school, like, the local school that was, like, two minutes from her house. So, like, we're riding in the car and I'm sitting in the back seat 
And all of a sudden, I ripped this nasty ass fart in her brand new car. <laughs> she pulled that shit over on the main road and told me to get the fuck out. Yeah, like I kid you not. She kicked me out of the car on the fucking road. That's what you deserve. Because she's like, yo, she's like, this is my fucking brand new car. You're not taking a shit in it. Like, Take your brand elsewhere, sir. Oh, that's amazing. And then she was like, oh, you can get back in the car. And I was like, no, nah, I'll walk back to your parents' house because it's only like a block. I want to get back in your I'll car. I'll fart the whole way back. That's right. That is amazing. He's like, my ex oh. didn't get mad when I farted in the car. That's right. <laughs> she welcomed it. She loved it. She rolled the windows up. <laughs> but um, yeah. Hi-oh. Uh, all right, guys. Anybody got any other fart or crap stories they want to share before we get out of here? I got a throw up story. Do he it. said, oh, "Do God. it." <laughs> so, like, like I said, I don't handle like rides well. I remember on our senior trip, we had gone to like Universal Studios, Sea World, all that stuff. And at the beginning of one of the days, I got on like a scrambler type thing, and I got sick. I didn't throw up, but I was like. I was green all day. I couldn't write anything else. And right there at the end of the day, one of the girls in our group, she's like, man, you got to ride this other thing with us. It ain't going to make you sick. It was one of the ones where you sit in the chair and you have the glasses and the movie plays and the chairs move with the video. Yeah. And she's like, it won't make me, it shouldn't make you sick. As soon as it started, like I could tell like it was going to be bad. And I was over there with my eyes closed, like Lamaze breathing to try to keep from throwing up. Yeah, and like doesn't work. It was this a, a magic carpet ride theme uh, ride, and she started shaking me. She's like, "Yeah, look at this. Gotta look at this. Gotta look at this." And like, I opened You're up trying my to keep eyes. your eyes closed. Yeah, I opened up my eyes, and like the second that I threw up, it was when it was going over this huge like hill, and the oh. seats kicked forward. I threw up over three rows of people and hit the screen. <laughs> It looked like somebody <laughs> took a bucket and just drenched the screen, and everybody started screaming like it was just like dripping down the screen. It was so gross. It's like a scene from a horror movie. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's what happens when you put me on a ride and ruin Dude, your day. My wife and I first started dating, and we weren't allowed to. We weren't allowed to date. Like her, her mom got pregnant at sixteen, and they were like, "Nope, you're, none of these girls are allowed to date." So what we did was I went to the fair with a good friend of mine and she went to the fair with a good friend of hers. We met up and kind of did our own thing. And I hadn't told my wife yet that, or, well, my girlfriend, had done, <laughs> that I, um, <laughs> I get really bad motion sick. In fact, all I wanted to do was do whatever she wanted that made this experience the best experience it could be for her. And so I get on the Starship 2000 or Starship 3000. Oh, yes. You know what I'm talking about. Yep. And it, we get in there and it like spins around 90 miles an hour mm. and sucks you up against the wall. Yeah. And my wife loved it. And I knew going into it, I was going to be sick. It was going to ruin me. But you had to love it, bro. You had to love it. Oh my gosh, dude. I was miserable. We got out of there. I made it like 10 steps. And then I started projectile vomiting, like just disgusting. She still married you. 
oh my gosh. She was like, oh man, that's all blah, blah, blah. And then I told her after I just blew my guts out, I was like, yeah, I get really bad motion sick. And she's like, why the freak did you ride that with me? I was like, well, that's what you wanted to ride. So I was going to try it and see if I can do it. That's like, I got a ride for you. <laughs> yeah. See, I got a, pretty- I got a one of those one time. Too. It's the ones that stick you to the wall. Yeah. yeah. I, I got a one of those and I threw up right. Like I threw up on the person beside me, but he was stuck to yep. the wall. So like yep. he had just he just had to ride the whole thing with my barf on his chest, dude. That happens so much, man. Like that that ride, because especially because the way it sucks you against the wall, people throw up and then like doesn't it just by the time that the vomit comes out, they've already made the circle, the rotation around, and it's back all over you, or it just go. It's just oh, what a weird ride to throw up in. I, I made it out of the ride, and I blew chunks. But it was one of those things where she was just like, that was so sweet. I can't believe you did that for me. <laughs> when, I, when I was a kid, I mean, this doesn't involve any fart or vomiting, but just an embarrassing story about roller coasters. When I was a child, I was petrified of roller coasters. And my sister loved them. And we used to go to Keensburg, New Jersey, and there was a roller coaster called the Screaming Demon. My sister loved this thing. And she would ride it like nonstop. My mother wanted to get me on this ride, to, so my mother lied to me. Straight out <laughs> lied to me. She goes, it has a brake. That if it goes too fast, I can just hit the brake, and it will slow down. <laughs> so, like, I, I'm like, yeah, okay. And I'm not believing her. Then we get to, you know, the, uh, the operator of the ride, and the operator backs my mother up. So I go, I start to the operator. I say, where's the brake so I can hit it? She goes, well, it's going to be on your mother's side, and it's right there. And the brake, being naive, was literally a bolt holding the wheels to the cart. Oh, Jesus. So God. now I get on because I'm convinced, okay, it's got a brake. My mom can hit the brake. But, you know, I need my mom to hit the brake because she's, you know, strong enough to do it. I'm just a little kid. We get up the first hill. And we come over and we start getting accelerating. And on the way down, I'm screaming, hit the brake, hit the brake. And my mother, being the asshole she is, <laughs> starts hitting the brake going, it's broken. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that entire oh, thing, got off, was hysterical crying. 20 minutes later, I wrote it like five more times. Yeah, that's usually uh, what happens. My, my mother's like, it's broken as she's hitting the ground as hard as she can, going, It's broken, it's broken. And that the operator goes, Yeah, there was never a break. That's so funny. That's awesome. Oh no. All right. All right, guys. Anybody got anything else? I, I just we got get out one here. more thing. This is for Joe. Right. Amazing. Just uh, hey, just just remember what the best wrestling I, promotion around is. I have to, I, I have to give Zach credit because he's literally the second person ever to tell me he does not like that. Yeah, hey, I yeah, already backed me up. Yeah, the worst part was was tricky. Didn't even it, it wasn't it wasn't even giving me a chance. He just assumed that I like no because no normal person dislikes it. It's right. just it's 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 just. Josh, I have to. Ask, Josh, I have to ask you. What do you think? 
thought it was funny. Especially the first time I Thank heard you. It. Funny. Yep, see? Boom. All right, guys. This has been the Loot Bros Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it, man. There was some a uh, little bit of something for everybody. We taught games. We taught barfing. We taught uh, farting, crapping our pants, pooping in a hopper of a sanitation truck. <laughs> oh, Jared, make that happen, buddy. Make that happen. <laughs> Let's get that meme going. I think situation needs to be his T-shirt. Oh my god, with Josh's geez. face on it. Was <laughs> <laughs> like on. Uh, you he should draw watch, it. He could draw his own T-shirt. You guys ever watch Jersey Shore? God, no, no. And uh, Mike. Oh my situation. god, <laughs> Josh is now the situation. <laughs> It's the most appropriate thing that's ever been done. That's right. Uh, oh, oh man! Uh, if, if I buy your comic book, you need to sign it. AKA the situation. I will frame that shit. If you buy my comic, I'll sign it. Whatever you want. That's right. I, I already have my pre-order in. I got mine in. Yep, got mine in. Oh man. Uh, but yeah, guys, this has been the Loot Bros Podcast. Thank you so much for checking out. If you like what you heard and you were into this, leave reviews, leave five stars on Spotify. Um, give us the heart on uh, Google or yeah, Google Play, whatever it is. Leave reviews on iTunes, all that good stuff. Subscribe to the YouTube, even if you don't listen there, check it out. Uh, thank you all for so much. Thank you, Zach. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Josh. And thank you, Tricky. This was a fun night, man. I I, I really enjoyed this. Yeah, it was a good time. Uh, and also, don't forget, uh, if you're not, go ahead and follow us on Instagram. And we also have a group on Facebook. If you are That's not right. in that group, just come on in, ask to join, and say pretty please, and we'll let you in. And go check out Trophy yeah. Horse. Don't forget the. Yep. Yeah, check out Trophy Horse. Pre-order Josh's comic books. All that stuff will be in the link in the show notes. Yep. Don't Dude, forget check, check out, out all the stuff. Horse. Like, Actually, uh, well, I'm, I made Trophy Horse great again. No, you did not. <laughs> Somebody's got to do it. You poured it down. <laughs> no, because it's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. This has been Loot Bros Podcast, and we are out of here. AEW. AEW. WWFs or WWE or whatever the freak. I called it all three WCWWF. It sucks now because uh, Stephanie McMahon just went on leave of that. All right, everybody. We're going to end this episode with an, an instrumental I wrote. This one's called Caliban Cove, named after one of the Resident Evil S.D. Perry novels.